Okay, so like right now, when humans do war, we don't hit each other with sticks up close because it's better to be far away and make death. Hello everybody and welcome to Stat Check, episode 48, <laughs> Stern Guard Tactics. Uh, it was right there, it was right there and it was a struggle. Um, thank you so much everybody for being with us this week. We are here live for another show coming up for the last, this is the last show of, of pre-points 10th edition. Basically the last show of 9th edition at that point because like events are going to start up from the 24th basically. I think we have... Um, Bristol is looking like it's going to be that size. There'll be tons of little GTs and RTTs and stuff like that running up. So basically. I thought Bristol hello? was ninth still. Nobody knows. Bristol is maybe 10th. We don't know. Brian's not going if it's ninth. So it's ninth so he comes to our practice day. That'd be a lot better for us. So who knows? Especially definitely not the people going to Bristol. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for being with us uh, for episode 48, the last of 9th edition. I'm almost a little disappointed that it doesn't line up exactly being episode 50, but episode 50 will technically be the first post-Leviathan show, like, of the release date <laughs> of the 24th, so yeah. we can, like, we can massage the stats a little bit to uh, to get it working. <laughs> it's also coming up for we're basically a year anniversary, so I think it's all tying together very well for uh, looking like Ooh. a good set of stuff for Stat Check. I'll check, like, the exact date of the anniversary at some point, but... Uh, yeah, it's insane that we've been going for a year of an edition and now we're about to launch it to a new one. With that said, I'm joined by Jeremy. I'm joined the other way. Jeremy, I'm joined by Anthony. That's definitely Darren. And also Nathan, who's in the corner of the box. I hate this camera. Um, <laughs> I cannot figure out the mirror flip reverse. It doesn't work. How have all of you guys been? How's your past, how's your past week or so or two weeks in some of your cases since we did have Sam on last week? Jeremy, would you like to start? Sure. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I've been around, um, and occasionally I may have to mute myself and lean away from the camera because I'm still sick. I've been sick since I got back from Kansas City. Um, it's not COVID. It's nothing else aside from I had, I, yeah, my throat doesn't like me. Um, but yeah, I've been good. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later because people were asking about it, but uh, for anyone who was not aware, yes, I was at the U.S. Open Kansas City Teams and Singles event. A uh, week and a half ago, I was one of the judges for the 40K events. Um, yeah, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it was very interesting seeing things from the other side of a US of a GWS Open. Uh, and I was also, uh, this past weekend, at my own team event where uh, we took the Canhammer crew. Uh, and uh, we finished second, which was probably due to our own complete lack of preparation and caring about Ninth Edition anymore. Uh, you did the, yeah. you did the good old oh we don't care and then you lose and you're like oh we actually did care so much we thundered <laughs> through our first three rounds our fourth round we stumbled and lost and then our fifth round we again thundered through it and it was just like we finished with the most done, like, points of any team uh, if we'd had like a call we'd have won this tournament but we didn't kind of thing yeah if we if we had, like reviewed lists and like studied our opponents and had like a modicum of a plan for pairings. Uh, but I, the reason that I'm wearing this shirt, actually, is because I also want to shout out uh, the Vengeful Spirits, who took third that weekend. 
Uh, and their plan, which was hosted by, which, which was captained by friend of the show, Dan Morris, owner of the Red Dragon, uh, and also had on its show, other friend of the show, Nick Blackburn, Ridvin, Ari Martinez. Yes, tra- Nick Nicholas Trashcan Blackburn, uh, and then also had uh, a couple of, of of my friends, Will Paul and Cody Bourgeois on the team. Uh, they brought you know some fun lists, um, some serious, some somewhat trolling, uh, but they're they're all fairly solid players. So their goal throughout the weekend was to have every other captain agree with them to do random pairings, <laughs> which they which they did four out of five rounds. The round that we played them, they didn't. Because you guys were cowards. (laughs) You can just bet it. It's okay. We had dropped like two points, like four points so far. So we were like, we don't really want to do this. Um, They still did random. Like they just shuffled and threw cards at us. Icarus flew too close to the sun and was punished with first place holders. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did get punished by first place holders for that lately. But uh, yeah, it was very funny because Ventral Sphere got throttled down into the one in one bracket um, and then just cruised the rest of the way to a third place finish but they they did have they were probably the best sports of the weekend in terms of just being fun guys to play um our round one of that actually we'll, we'll talk more about the team event later anthony how have you been for the last little while uh yeah fuck you nathan um <laughs> on the off chance but it looked like we were going clockwise oh, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm doing pretty good. damn shots uh, fired randomly I've been playing Diablo to hide from my uh, displeasure with 40k, uh, so that's been good. Um, barbarianing around in Diablo, uh, life's pretty good there. They did a really good job. Uh, the team that made that game should be super proud of themselves, unlike whoever released Dev Wounds and Infantry 2 up. Um, so, yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> I like honestly for all the like expectations people tend to have into going into games like that it's probably mega stressful for that team and they did an amazing job and worthy of the like the diablo name um so yay good job blizzard devs not blizzard ownership though fuck you um so yeah um everything else has been fine we got csm today which is really exciting we also got world leaders today which is fucking depressing um Trying to think of anything else that's going on. Uh, Chaos Knights look sweet. I've been dying for an excuse to run around on that army, so that that that'll be a thing. And but do you like being the only army that still ignores terrain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, right? Like I have fly, but better. Um, so yeah, look at me, Angron, as your carnivore runs through a building. Like, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I generally not feeling super positive about the game right now but we'll see how it goes when we get points i guess we're uh five will sees deep it's not gotten better yet but maybe this time maybe they get the points perfectly right and everything's fine how are you we don't know (laughs) i'm doing fine i was at a conference last week so i got to get really weird swag from conference people like lego sets that are mass spectrometers and stuff like that like (laughs) That's a, that's a 454 Lego piece kit. That and builds... is that like brand name Lego? Yeah. Um, yeah, it actually is. I think. Doesn't have any Lego on it. But oh, it's it a thermal fish. Okay. How much did they pay you for that advert? Nothing. I wish yeah, they we, have, we don't have to disclose this, do we, Nathan? Like, we'll get in trouble with no. YouTube. <laughs> um, that, the instrument that this builds costs one and a half million dollars. Oh, my. So how much do you think the Lego costs? 
them or some person in China who manufactured it. I don't know. Those are probably wildly uh, different numbers that are very sad. Yeah, but that too much. going to this conference was very strange. It was very different than any of the other ones I've been to. They had like showrooms full of these th- these machines. Um, and they paid for mu- food and booze basically for a bunch of different companies did. So that was kind of nice. Right. Yeah. Other than that, like I've been playing at a competitive league where I continue to just use Innis's list to punish people in ninth edition. And I'm currently 10 and 0 with Innis's list. I'm so proud of you, darling. <laughs> in this competitive league. Um, I beat a poor Votan player 90, like six to 25 or something like that, because I just killed his army. And then he lost a bunch of points from grudge tokens. Yep. That sounds like the Votan matchup. Um, and I play <laughs> one of our patrons this week as part of the competitive league and get into world leaders. Um, other than that, I'm in kind of the same general state as Anthony for like kind of how I feel about this. I'm just less mad and I'm just more kind of like, I guess it will be what it will be using the Midwestern philosophy of, I guess it will suck, but what can I do about it? Basically. Um, and in playing Diablo, but I'm playing a rogue and just like teleporting around watching bodies explode because of shadow magic. That is normally the type of thing that I would play in a game. Actually. I know like most people think like Anthony makes smash, but normally I play like the <laughs> fast, like zip and slam. That's not very tanky. <laughs> It's funny because I usually play Barbarian, and I thought about playing Druid, but I just, I picked up Rogue because apparently nobody was really playing it, and just teleporting, the first time I teleported and, like, left a trail of exploding bodies behind me, I was hooked. Yeah, that's fair. Druid does seem more your vibe. He's just like, what's up? (laughs) Yep. I'm going to start the... uh the Druid, I think, after I finish the campaign, or at least get the mount. Because apparently the mount transfers across accounts or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, you can use the mounts across all your characters. If you when you yeah. get a level you want help, let me know. You can boost someone through tier two pretty quick. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll chat later about more Diablo stuff. This is now officially a sanctuary check yeah. where we talk only Diablo 4. <laughs> I've never um, played a Diablo game. I'm gonna check you, out for a bit. You can apparently yeah. cross play now. So I can, can play PS5 with people, which is wild yeah. and magic to me. Yeah. It's I mean, yeah, it's demon magic for sure. We can get you in on this. It won't even be hard. Yeah. I don't play any video games that came out in the past five years rolling. Like, hardcore. I'm currently, like, working through, like, Pokemon X right now. So, no. <laughs> wow. We're... I don't, like, I don't play video games other than, like, a, like card games on my phone because I get way too into them. And it's not healthy for me. So, I have a very casual relationship with video games after having a very not casual relationship with video games for a long time. Um, so, no, I think it's I think it's better this way. As for myself, otherwise, it's... Sorry, Nathan, please. I was going to say, otherwise we're planning an RTT for July, and then we're planning another super major for patrons in eventually. Probably with pods into a playoff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's it. Makes sense. As for myself, I've had a pretty chill week, all told. I've been building and painting up a bunch of models, as anybody who's in the Discord will have noticed my... Um, Return in uh, the miniature opportunity golf, which is our like painting progress channel. Uh, just like constantly, like minus three, minus five, minus. So I've painted like Calgar and his goons, uh, a bunch of like Necron stuff I had sitting about, um, some random turrets I had. I finished up all the last of my spore mines, painted some Death Lord veterans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so some things like that. It's been pretty, pretty relaxed. I got uh, a game in with Chris last weekend, just getting some uh, some last ideas out of the mind to wind down on ninth edition and prep for 10th um yeah it's been pretty pretty quiet all told it's been 
a nice little break from the hecticness as we ramp up into doing like most of my days right now are about about 12 o'clock wake up roll onto the computer about 11 about 1 30 fill out 400 lines of a spreadsheet about the new army uh and then move on because that's that's my life now so it was it's been good fun going through and just like sitting in voice with friends and trying to crack through like Mm, this character's great, but he goes in Vanguard Veterans, so just, like, you can forget he exists for six months. Dude, CS9, like, no, like, Chaos in general has so much of that, where it's like, dude, it's, that's great. Oh, fuck it's incredible. When, when I look at characters now, the first thing I, I look at isn't, like, their weapons or their abilities, it's their attachment list, then abilities, yeah. and then I'm like, I guess I'll look at weapons. Um, but if it doesn't start with a good attachment, like, there's no point. Dude, the yeah. one that breaks my heart more than anything right now is Demon Princes. Across the board, they have sick rules, like, for the most part, and they can't no join operative. shit. <laughs> so they they just don't have operative. Just like... yeah. They're vibing in the out, out there with just a hope and a prayer. Yeah, they're but you just know, hoping their like, T10s. They're enough just to like the defensive profile of an average tank now. And if you're thinking like this guy's not surviving, what's a tank doing in this game right now? <laughs> yeah. No, we'll get we'll get a little more into talking through some of the um index reveals and stuff like that in a couple of minutes after we go through well the last couple of bits of this. But yeah, as as for general vibe right now is optimistic i'm vibing with life i'm loving all the 10 stuff embracing the uh embracing the suck as uh, chris says in chat it's <laughs> it's madness i enjoy madness this is what anthony always says just let everything be broken bro uh, right yeah, there's like there's levels to that game right <laughs> of course there is also like for what it's worth if everyone was broken no one's broken but like not yeah, everyone's does. broken. You can leave a couple people behind. They don't, they, they, you know, they're they're on the short bus. Not yeah. every Death Guard. Death Guard yeah. can be the child left behind. It's okay. <laughs> they yeah. they're already very left behind. They're they're that meme where if you forgot something, it couldn't possibly have been important. Yeah, and the kids only move sitting in the rain. Yeah. Well, Death Guard is just like the kid in Home Alone. They forget him every fucking movie. Like it, <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they just the kid in Home Alone him behind. <laughs> the problem is they got hit by a barb god three editions ago, and they've just not been keeping up since. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I can't vibe with the if everybody's cranked to twelve, then everything will be no. okay because it just means everything ends turn one when somebody wins the coin flip to go first. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I need to get this, get this out of I don't think that this is a good place for the game to be. I just enjoy it anyway because There's what a... else, what else are you gonna do? I can either have fun now or I can have fun in three months' time. I might as well have fun now. Yeah. See, like, Ashley is actually pretty much hit bang on with, like, the point I've always been trying to make with this. is like, you can turn everyone to 11 if you remove indirect and towering. Like, then you can, like, fuck around and play a game, and both of you just, like, mash your broken shit into each other, and you play a game. Towering and indirect say, no, you will not play a game. We're just gonna... Blah. Towering can be handled by terrain without needing to change much else. Yeah, if you just put magic boxes back on the board, towering doesn't matter. I mean, not magic mm. boxes. You just use blocking ruins. We can I show mean, some can distributions really about how. Ceilings, right? Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to flip every WC ruin upside down so the faces at the top. <laughs> <laughs> so you just can't see. And we're going to... We're going to actually say all WTC ruins are now just have roofs, but they don't have roofs for the ease of usability. Actually, you know you want that now, right? <laughs> just, just for that... 
Anthony's first round at the WTC. I'm going to walk up, but if it's possible, just flip all of his runes so that they face that way. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have a horde of American just gonna walk up and be like Walk up and just put a hat on every single rune on your board. Like a yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, facts be. Need some uh, Team Leave USA sombreros pronto. Oh, that's you so. Just put your yoga mat on top of the on top of the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is where my army stands. They need the shade. <laughs> All right, I, I do have to oh. share one very amusing thing, and this is just because again we don't have points. Um, one of the smaller discords that I that I lead. Um, where I basically help a bunch of local noobs figure their shit out. Um, they currently have a Price is Right game going on how much a support weapon costs. Mm. <laughs> Don't and play this the, game. These are the guesses so far. 45 points, <laughs> 55 points, 75 points, and 60 points. All right. For everybody who is watching the show, listening to the show, whatever... Get onto the YouTube comments, that's youtube.com slash check and leave us your best guess on the points of a support platform. Anybody who gets it right, I will shout out the second we, I will shout out in the next episode we have points in a running list. You're going to get the points exactly to within, exactly the points level for one support platform or a squad of three if there's a squad of three. Um, we'll multiply your guess by three if there's a squad of three. Um, if you get it exactly right, we will shout you out in the next episode. But get in the comments, leave, leave that. Just all you have to do is leave a number. Um, and we'll shout you out, but don't do it on like the comments on the live stream because that won't help. We won't see these in the, the YouTube comments, yeah. So, there you go. You have to come back. back and YouTube comment it to people who I'll also accept if you want to put a second number for how many points you think a stern guard is. Uh, <laughs> those are actually, um, those are actually going to require super chats because we require the charitable donations for our sadness and treatment later <laughs> for the psychic yeah. damage we're taking, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on that note. I'm actually going to say that I don't think it's towering or artillery that are 100% the problem in this situation. They definitely just, are, but sure. Go they're like again, not Mr. 100%. Shots. Not 100%, Anthony. Don't look at me like that. Nathan, you can hide from devastating wounds. Walls work against those. Walls are the most powerful thing in 4K, and those two bypass them. Do they? Devastating when... will never be as busted. Can, can you hide? I don't I've think never you... been more angry at Nathan in a single moment than just then. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I don't know. I saw him play LVO a little bit with hundred percent. I was a little mad at myself. That doesn't even require <laughs> anybody to say anything about it. Um, I don't know. I keep looking back at the stern guard math, and it keeps making me more and more upset. Yeah, because there's a point where you look at the statistical distribution of events into a ten man Terminator unit, and the standard for unit crunch is that they light up where you kill the unit, and where you kill the unit is on this side of the distribution and lights up two little bars because you have a 98.9% chance of a stern guard unit for one CP killing a 10-man Terminator unit. Just if you didn't outright. want to die, you shouldn't have been in line of sight. Yeah, you and can hide part from of it, that, though. Like, I'm they, come okay. out, they can come out of drop no, pods. They, can, they come out of drop pods. Skill issue. Or they come off of strategic reserves. Look, you can overwatch them. That's I'm not just saying this because I or, or hear me out, uh, Nathan. You attach a librarian to them and you deep strike them. You could also do that. You could just attach Stops. a librarian to them. Sure. Look, I don't know why I'm, you're putting a librarian in them. It's like a fucking good captain, but I'm much happier with that because I can do something, anything, anything at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, the counterplay is put good, hats on all there of your is ruins. Some. Just put yeah. hats on all your ruins. You'll be yeah. fine from time. Uh, like, look, what you're saying there is that we have Kazakhin too. 
and I get that, right? But Kazakin yeah. 2 is still More better like... than Knights Don't Terrain isn't real anymore. This is still better. I do think it's that towering at least can be addressed by altering the way that we use terrain in matches. Stop like it. there's no, just like don't. there should be a way. Why? Why not just go back? It was fine. Stab that. <laughs> it was fine. It was. Better. I'm okay with knights getting ruins if they can't shoot yeah. me through them. Yeah, they I'm, went the wrong way yeah. on the problem. They took the wrong issue. Yeah, they did. I'm totally okay with being like you can't see that knight. Okay, fucking fair enough. Cool. That ruin's real big. It used to be an apartment complex in the Bronx. Whatever. But now? What the fuck? <laughs> I like this, actually. This is good. So from Nikki D. Kassarkin 2, Electra, Bolter, Alu. Yeah. Like, look, you if you put a unit in the game that said, like, when it activates, you're dead. But it at least required line of sight. I'd be like, all right. It's like two units. Because I don't you can like find it, but I understand. Guy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've played. Look, we have played most of ninth edition, being like, "All right, that unit's in the open. It's in trouble, right? Like, it's probably not going to go well for those guys." You know, we've played a whole edition like that now, and it's been fine. I think you could drop Stern Guard like unchanged into ninth, and we'd be like, "Yeah, it makes Marines a little stronger. It's a bit annoying, but you know, you'd do something with that if you just put like." A fucking set of D cannons into ninth, you would ruin the game immediately. Like, what the fuck are we talking about right now? I really think we just have an onion of problems at this point. I like that the start. None of it's good. Like None of this is good for the game. No, None of it is. These are, these are different things. I feel like I'm talking to an old person who's like, all politicians suck right now. Like, those are not the same thing. <laughs> I don't know that that's like uh, whatever. I mean, it kind of is. You know, no. You're you're arguing that like the 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 worst climate change policy is better than just being like climate change isn't real. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's pretty funny. And it's great because in any matchup, you don't need your drop pod. You can just put your desolators in it. So. Can't lose the indirect war if you don't participate, at least initially. Exactly. I'd have run another drop on it at Warhammer Fest if I could have put Desolators in it instead of a repulsor. Dude, I bet you would have. <laughs> the two of you just staring at each other, waiting to see who goes second. Like, come on, bitch. Warhammer's a fun and great, fun and incredible game. Right. Um, this is where we would normally have like a stat section, but uh, I don't know if anybody noticed, but nobody cares anymore. Um, yeah, so full transparency, I haven't touched the stats in two weeks. I probably will go back and finish ninth just for posterity's sake. Well, we need it for CRS and ELO, so yeah, it's uh, going yeah, to have to that. And, it, <laughs> and, and I will at that point say ninth is done, and then we will only look at 10th edition events. And, you know, just for to keep things consistent with the Leviathan release, this weekend, the 17th, will be the very last weekend of ninth stats for stat check. Yep. And so I will CRS and ELO will snapshot at that point. We'll have end of ninth edition, who was the best and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it moves on. And then we move on. Ninth is gone. And honestly, fucking good fucking riddance. Sure about that? Oh god, yeah. I'm not there yet. 
Oh, I'm so I'm so ready for ninth to be gone. I am so bored of secondaries in the sense that we play them now. I will agree. I mean, I'm looking could. forward to having fun with these. I'm so bored of having been playing the same the same missions since 2020. <laughs> we should get missions. We could have just we could have just changed those, right? I know. I we don't really care. Our, we could have. We could have. We could have done a lot of things, <laughs> Anthony. We could have done a lot of things. But you know what? I'm never going to be sick of is never ever in my life again having to play recover the relics. That is a mission. I'm never going to have to measure on. Data Scry again. Think about all the things that are happening right now that are positive. Like you, You're never going to look at Tide of Conviction and wonder, are those three objectives supposed to be in a line, or are they slightly off from each other? Yeah, it's it's like it's like this, right? It's like curvy line. Like It's not, it's yeah. not straight. I like that mission. I like that mission as do. well, but it a does lot of people look hate like you're trying mission. to summon Zinch. Yeah, oh, a lot of people don't like uh, playing the it's game. It's really not fun to go second against Stroudrunners in. I'll tell you that much for fucking nothing. Yeah, I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> I wonder if Shredders are still going to be Scout 16. Tide of Conviction is a great world leaders go first mission, though. Boy, howdy, is that just a fucking blast? It was, um, oh, God, I was talking to Paul, um, Glarg in the chat at uh, Warhammer Fest, and he was like, Yeah, so my work opponent didn't screen his backfield, turn one in abandoned sanctuary, so I dropped my pod in his deployment zone. Dude, you can't go in neutral. But... Oh my god, I have a story about that. When Lennon, when we played Team USA, Lennon played against uh, like the Iron Hands person, and they were on the GW deployment where the ruins are like all the way split. So I obviously, Homeboy didn't want to get lit the figgity fuck up by guard if he went second. So he deployed nothing in the open and just like all the way on the edges. So John turn one keyed into his home field objective and was just like, sup, killed all his desos. And on turn two, if I remember correctly, planted a banner on the Iron Hand yeah, player's home objective. GW terrain when it's like for the wrong mission is some disrespectful. It's, it's worth reminding people as well. You don't get... um. You know, Abandoned Sentries is your, if your Warlord is? No, Abandoned Sentries doesn't matter. Hide, you do not get CP if you do not Hide, you don't get your CP. home objective. On a 4-up. On a 4-up. Uh, no, that's the one that does not have the 4-up caveat. Oh, really? No, Recover the Relics yeah. doesn't have it either. It's just oh. conversion that if your Warlord's dead on a 4-up, you still get the CP. Oh. Hide and Recover, it's I, like, no, fuck you. I gave, no I gave my GSC opponent like three extra CP that round then. Whoops. <laughs> Did it matter? I'm sure it, sure it backfired. It, it, didn't, it didn't matter. It was Rusted Claw again, and boy, oh boy, is that matchup bad for them. <laughs> I run up and throw a grenade. Oh god, there's one eight pound left. Oh Jesus Christ. I'm in a lot of trouble now. Yeah. Yeah. That match it's incredible how much you can flip that matchup from being completely free to like very hard. Yeah. 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 Both times I've played that matchup, by the way, I've killed the Patriarch without him making an attack. Just I they, they I haven't point. played a Patriarch since 2022. Dude, they take I this like sick it. Patriarch that they always give you like a five minute diatribe about before the game. And then they're like, he can jump over and the triple explode and the plat dead every time. <laughs> the disrespect. Yeah, I have like three clients where like I tried running the Patriarch and I got like two games in and like caught him again. And I'm like, yeah, that's been my experience yeah. too. I'm, dude, I'm sure he can do a bunch of really cool shit in theory. Unfortunately, you have to play GSC on the table still. Yeah, I'm sure Eric gets loads of mileage out of that guy. Oh yeah, I'm sure he uses him like three, four times a game. I'm sure Eric's just in the in the streets, just killing people with that man. But Eric, Eric's guy is like dra like old Drazar, just like pretends he's half damage and stuff. Just, yeah, you know. just cuts people in half. He's like, "What's up?" 
but no. And everybody else is just, like the Jin Blade Archon next to him that like fills oh. the wound seven times. Oh, God, that guy sucks so bad. Why would you? Oh, just, there are no like my favorite part about Ninth Edition going away is that no one will take a Hatred Eternal Archon ever again. Jesus fucking Christ, people, get it together. Right. I am going to do the plugs, and then what I think we should do is we should talk a bit about 10th edition, and then we should talk a bit about, like, so we should do a wrap-up of 9th a little bit for ourselves. Okay. Yeah? That's a Sunday game, Anthony? You okay with yeah. that? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. I'm just mad at the game. That's not you. Yeah, that's fine. So that's why we're going we're gonna to do the compliment sandwich. We're going to talk about ourselves, which is nice, and then we're going to talk about 10th, which sucks, and then we're going to talk about 9th again. See? Yeah. And then we'll do questions, probably. Um, so, hey, everybody, if you're still listening to the show half an hour in, you're probably having a good time, which means that you should do a few things for us. First of all, um, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. I don't, like, really care about the call to actions. Do something that helps us. It'd be cool. We really appreciate it. Uh, YouTube is a great place to do that. Go and put your decan and points predictions. I promise it won't make everybody sad when we're all way too high. Because uh, <laughs> you know they're going to be, like, 30 points or something stupid. Because Why? they're movement three, Why guys. Why would you even say that? Because <laughs> they're movement three. <laughs> 10, points in a, 10, 10 points per inch of movement. Um, <laughs> um, I just wanted you to feel psychic damage in different, new and different ways. Uh, otherwise, there is the best way you can support us, which is coming and checking out our Discord, which is patreon.com slash statcheck. You can get access to our Discord where you have incredible access to all of us almost all of the time because we all have um, terminally online syndrome, I think is the technical description. Uh, you can interact with us, hear about all our hot takes on armies and stats and all that kind of thing. You want to harass Anthony about Night Lords? Now's your chance. That's not a real army anymore, which means that it's even funnier if you do it. So you should definitely get in Anthony's DMs because there's no Night Lords characters. I got nothing else. Um, there are a couple of other shows on the network, and The Matrix and XM1. Uh, XM1 will be live this Thursday. They pushed a week because, they, weirdly, the show about people having lives and doing 4K and all of that all have lives and had to do that instead of 4K for a week. Uh, and the Matrix is going to be entering its new heyday as it goes into covering uh, even more team event stuff in preparation for WTC, where Nathan and Typus will both be providing coverage. So do check that out if you want to know everything so you can understand even more about the coverage that's going on there. Uh, and we'll probably at some point organize our WTC draft again, which will be even more interesting with Typus involved this year. Um, otherwise, thank you everybody for being involved. The best thing you can do for us that we appreciate all those other things, but the best thing you can do for us is tell a friend, get them involved, get them listening because we love having a bunch more people getting involved because the, the way that we can do what we do is by having people who are giving us feedback, telling us the things they want to see so that we can do that. Um, we are very close to launch credit coverage. We, I can probably talk about that at the end now, actually, that we have a better idea of what's actually going on with that. So with that in mind, I'm going to leave the plugs there because I run out of things to say. Uh, oh, one more one, because uh, money is nice. Um, coaching. If you're interested in getting the best start you can for 10th edition, do ch consider checking out coaching from either myself or Typhus. You can go to stat-check.com slash coaching to find all the available information for both myself and Typhus, who are very eager to get started on breaking 10th edition either with you or for you, um, depending on your pre pre preferences there. Um, so, yeah, please do check that out. It is greatly appreciated. Um, and eating is fun. So, you know, um, coaching would be great. Right, let's move on just a touch. Let's talk 10th edition reveals. So since last week, we have had what? We've had Terranid data sheets, Space Marine data sheets. We've had Lake Marines and Chaos. Chaos data sheets and extra Space Marines, right? So we were recording this on Tuesday, the 13th of June, yeah. uh, which means that we're still waiting for Xenos and 
rest of Imperium and obviously points which are due on Friday the Friday the sixteenth, I think is what the leaks said. Um that's, and based on that's the what current schedules and what Warhammer community said and... actually. Yeah, they've said it on the uh, on the Warhammer community now, so we can actually just say it's real things. How you guys feeling in general? Like we could probably go through it in a general order. Shall we start with the just go with the reveal order, which was Turrets first? Uh I think if spore mines can do mission actions, Tyranids are gonna be really good at getting a six. But yeah, I think past that, they just so remember, remember uh last edition when they had one stat too many in every category. <laughs> I think what happened is someone at Games Workshop heard that plea through the warp and was like, and now bring it down. Because all of their stats, like across the board for their weapons at least, are like, what the fuck? You look at the weapons, like, toughness, save, even movement on some things, it's yeah. just so much lower than it was. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, where did where what did you do to my boys? You like shake the bag and nothing comes out. You're like, what the fuck is this? No, um, Anthony. So mm-hmm. they, they 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 left, they forgot it in the German one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I did hear that there were some typos. I don't know what the fuck. I think they actually left them in the Eldar book. Um, Maybe. Yeah, they left the extra stats in the the, the best. Whatever. Anyway, so it's been educational in that I learned that I have, I didn't really probably have that much interest in nids to begin with. I just like big monster. And when nids are bad, I have less than zero interest in that army. Holy moly, did I read that index and go, ugh, and just, like, mentally delete it? Like, I was like, I'm not even gonna consider playing that. Anyway, moving on. So, Zoanthropes are really cool, though. It's probably the one, like, standout data sheet in that book. I thought Maliceptors looked alright. Like, as big monsters go. <laughs> what? Fine. And it's just losing his mind. Come on, Innis. Innis, I hope that... <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. I just thought the Maliceptors are standard data sheet in that book. Oh, you're hurting me. Nah, just um, like they fucking go me. off in this, but like Maliceptors at least had a ranged weapon above strength nine. That is <laughs> there is a noticeable <laughs> gap between nine and. We're not talking about. We're not talking about a fucking book with a lot of good data sheets in it. In this, we're talking oh, about a book with a pile of garbage and we're pulling out a couple things that might be good out of the pile of garbage. Okay. I'm starting to get hurt a little bit here, guys. Uh, what have you no, been building um, for the last week, Ennis? Huh? Oh, um, uh, it's because I already own everything and over, everything turned its paint except for Leviathan. Like, what am I meant to paint more spore mines? Uh, I mean, what else is there? Like, Von Ryan's Leapers look okay. Oh yeah, what they have every uh, like they have every like there's a bunch of random nonsensical good things in it. Biovores are good again. Spore mines, if they can do mission obje- mission things like Look, you said before, will score your autos on like a bunch of nonsense. Like I got a super behind- ominous mis- message the day the Tyranid fucking index came out, which was hope everyone kept their spore mines, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> 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 They do look okay. Biovores look fine. Spore mines, if they can actually do mission stuff, are probably broken because you can just jam the three twenty-five millimeter bases in the back of somebody's deployment zone repeatedly. Yeah, it's pretty much they have infiltrators, but yeah, yeah, and like that's kind of it to me. I don't know. It's like cool. How how have I ended up being the hopium guy on this show? I don't like this. You guys need to start being happier. I don't know. So, I, I just spent like the last 10 minutes getting yelled at randomly. So 
I'm sorry if my hopium's real low, fucker. <laughs> my my take on the Tyranids from having read through them a couple times, and again, everything I'm just gonna say it now, and we don't have so we don't have to say it again. Points depending. Um, Tyranids probably have a couple really interesting control builds, um, notwithstanding the spore and the, the mucolid and spore mine shenanigans that people are talking about because i expect that that's not intended and will be faq'd one way or the other <laughs> the fucking sporocyst factory that just does not work but everybody really wants to yeah exactly that 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 thing where it's like you can fire the gun not the reading the reading comprehension one reading yeah yeah there there is one. an element of hey i can create 10 spore mines no you can't please just stop they don't but, even create regular spore mines anymore, do they? They just create mucloids, don't they? The spore assists and then shoot their guns. Yeah, and which stuff. is weird because they do come with spore mines in the kit for that guy. So mm -hmm. and it's also the only it. place to get mucloids, I guess. It is, and you have to not build the tyrannocyte, which means that it's very expensive to get to get mucloid spores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and of course, there's the usual silliness every single time someone, do, every single time that the new data sheet gets revealed, people talk about tyrannocytes inside tyrannocytes. Because it is a monster with fewer than 14 wounds. Yeah, that's, I guess. There is um, currently no legal way to disembark it because um, disembarking large model rules don't currently exist in that edition. But it sure. Is. <laughs> I'm not wrong, okay? Like, Gaskell is on a 100mm base, right? Which means he doesn't can't get out of a battle wagon currently? Yes, that's correct. But he also can't go on a battle wagon right now with his with his mecha knobs, so... Yeah, but he can go on with Makari alone. <sighs> that's... That's brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Uh, right. Can we just, Let's can we just vaguely... skip to a more no, 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 interesting no. index? No, I want to talk <laughs> one minute on Tyranids, all right? And then we'll move on. Tyranids are going to be really cool in six months' time when the game is less stupid because <laughs> there is a ton of really cool <laughs> if the game is less stupid. They are fucking dog shit right now. <laughs> that army is straight, just not a playable army because it doesn't have damage output it doesn't really have survivability and it doesn't really have speed other than like garbage speed you can get gargoyles real fucking far don't know why you care they'll go over there with the quickness <laughs> yeah. and die. so like you're gonna score behind the lines a ton and primary you're getting fives but cool um but in like a couple of bounce days this time when if the general lethality of the game is toned down to a reasonable level there is a ton of really cool ways to control the game and control the board in there. At which point, like you, a skilled player with a lot of, like there will be a high skill cap to the army that you can do some cool stuff with and jank about. And I look forward to playing that in 2024. <laughs> but <laughs> like, there is very little drawing me to them right now. There are cool things like Von Ryan's Leapers. Every time I look at them, there's a new keyword. I don't know what it is, but there just is one. Like it's like the questing beast from Magic the Gathering. Like you couldn't like if you were if I were to ask you like a pub on a pub, pub quiz question, tell me every keyword Von Ryan's Leapers has. I promise you, nobody up to including the guy who wrote the data sheet could tell you. Yeah, Tyranids feel like a control deck without counter spells. They feel like a control deck, but all your lands are at the bottom. That too, yeah. And everybody else is playing aggro red, so you can't oh, yeah. actually do I, anything. I've been stabbing <laughs> you in the ribs with goblins from turn one. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a they're a standard control deck playing vintage right now, and that's just not where you want to be. <laughs> and Look, to, to continue the magic references, maybe we should move on from that. Right, let's talk marines. <laughs> Why? No, marines. Um, the gladius detachment is cool. It's every reasonable. stratagem is awesome. Yeah. They did a good job with that, and then they appear to have lost their fucking minds when they wrote the data sheets. Or 
maybe, maybe every Marine unit's 400 points. I, I honestly think there's like four sheets in there that are actually problematic, and then a bunch of stuff that's just cool. Yeah, yeah. no, I'd, I, I'm, I'm with Ennis on this yeah. one. I don't think there's that many data sheets that are really that problematic in there. Yeah, as long they as they just added some USRs that, are... that interact badly together. Yeah, as long as the ones that are insane are a billion points, then it's fine. Yeah. Now let's go through. What's your What's your pick for insane? Desolators. Yeah. Sternguard veterans. Wait, stop. Which chapter? Just in general. No, because we're we're talking vanilla oh, marines oh, right just now. Just like the dudes. Like yeah. I'm playing ultramarines. Yeah, we're playing Ultramarines, Imperial Fists, Raven Guard, Iron Fists, whatever. It's not. We're we're playing Gladius here. Metal plus body part. <laughs> iron Iron Fists is not wrong. Um, it's probably just like Dessos. I mean, Stern Guard are probably a bit much on like depending on rate, but like, I mean, Stern Guard do have the aren't they natively anti infantry four up? No, yeah. if you play the combi weapons, which, only gets, if... which get a ton less shots. Oh, yeah, you... okay. So the regular ones are, are, don't have any of that, so they're probably not as bad. But desolators are definitely a problem because, as we have identified multiple times, as we've been seeing previews for for factions over the last little while, you don't make an indirect roll, give it a malice, and then build a unit directly around ignoring that malice that has indirect uh, weapons. My the data sheet. I mean, Jeremy was there when this happened, but the data sheet in all of 10th that has like broken my mental the most is desolators because i was reading it and i was like oh it's indirect and then ignores the indirect what the fuck and like, ignores what? it doesn't I... it's it's not even just ignore the indirect penalty while it's firing an indirect weapon it ignores all modifiers or no. stealth as well no it does not yeah it does it says no. while this firing an indirect weapon ignore penalties to the hit roll that is, is not, the verbatim is not penalties to the hit roll and i'm gonna go pull the damn thing up right now because i know that they actually wrote that thing pretty damn I'm... well I'm even more scared now, but I'm going to just continue <laughs> my previous <laughs> rant for a second. Yeah, go for it. Where I was like, why would you put a thing that's like, all right, this is too strong. We got to put a little negative on it so that it doesn't take over the game. Except for those guys. Fuck those guys. Um, also, if someone can send me five data sheets that are indirect that don't immediately have some form to ignore the penalty, I will give you a drink at our next event that I see you at. Because what the fuck? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, whirlwind. Oh, no, no, you're, you're right. There is more to that sentence. If there, there's no okay. way to? Not on their data sheets. For her. Whirlwind's not heavy. No, they're not. Like, yeah, well, thunder fire I mean, they cannons? can ignore it. They can yeah. ignore it with land speeders. Like, chill. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> true. Like, plate burst colors don't have it either, but they can ignore it with the Lord of Verons or Mortarian. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, no. Targeter optics. They they were very careful in how they worded that. Yeah, I know. I had to read it again. There's more to the sense than I thought. Yeah, you blah blah it like I did the first time I read it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, for me, the four like Sternguard aren't actually like in the base like set of the space rules. Sternguard are pushed, but I don't think they're busted. I think they're strong, but that's yeah. fine. Units yeah. are allowed to be good. Now, oh. for me, has anybody read Scout Squads? Like, with snipers? What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Scout Squads with sniper rifles. Desolation Marines. <laughs> for me, the Landspeeder Tornado is, like, top three in that in that rule. Why is it an Archaeopter Fusilave? Has anybody called that? Like, it just, it's like, what? does six... The, the Landspeeder Tornado, like, the Melta, Melta and... Yeah. One that I run, like, yeah, it yeah. just, like, if it flies over you, it rolls six dice every four ups of Mortal Wound. Yeah. What? It has yeah. bomber rules. Yeah. Yeah, now, bomber rolls. specifically when it makes a normal move, so you can't yeah, advance and do it. But sorry, the it's only movement fourteen. 14. 
It, it's just a little tiny bomber, guys. It's just here to say hello. Uh, and then it's like one of the characters. Like, I don't know which one it is, but it's like, it's either for me, like Sicarius or Calgar or Kellyan, like fits into that. Um, Gulliman is good too, but I don't know if Gulliman is like, Gulliman's probably going to be a lot of points, but Calgar mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff for his data sheet. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that's like cool and good, but like doesn't trick me as like busted. But scouts, scouts, scout snipers have a lone operative, and they're like 36 inch range, 422 heavy. Uh, they hit on threes with precision, and you're just like, what if you had characters? What if you didn't anymore? Um, you know, sucks. Calm. Yeah, that guy can't yeah. attach to shit. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah. The uh, be really good if he was in Death Watch. Yeah, he'd be sick in Death Watch. That guy would be dope. You go and pro his kill teams, it'd be great. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be awesome. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, I, I now own Talion and 30, 20 Scout Snipers, and I bought a third Tornado, and, you know, we're going to do I'm actually some stuff. sad now. I have five Tornadoes, and I can only use three. Oh, the Typhoon also has Fire and Fade. Like, it's not, I don't think it's as good as the Tornado, but the Typhoon does have Fire and Fade. Is it D6 inches or D6? D6, but, like, you can just, like, poke an inch and then bend back and stuff. Like, yeah, it's very good. I, I kind of, the, the bonkers thing with that with that book is you, you go through it and you read the Thunderstrike, the Hammerstrike, and the Hellstrike, and they're, like, fairly situational buffs. It's, like, plus one AP, plus one to wound a vehicle and monster, plus, and then you, like, then you move on. Then the next immediate one down is the generic land speeder, which is, like, all your blast weapons to plus one to hit a target if you shoot them with this thing. And you're, like, oh, that seems good. And then you read the next one, it's the tornado with, it's the typhoon with fire and fade. And the next one's the latter, it's an archaeopter fuse alive, and you're, like, how are, swap the rules, guys. Like, if you want to sell yeah. the new ones, try and sell the new ones. Give them the better rules. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Tornado. I mean, like, Sicarius gives your Stargard Scout. Um, my favorite thing to do is definitely going to be run Uriel Ventress, giving Centurions um, Deep Strike, just because I want to try that. Not because I think it's going to be, like, in any way playable. Oh, he can, yeah. Yeah, he can give any any of you. So I'm thinking... Six six uh six aggressors with Calgar and two uh, two bodyguard rapid ingress and then advance and charge them. That sounds quite fun. Uh, uh doesn't it have to be Ural's unit though? No, just any that's, unit. That's wild. <laughs> Why? It's because they're like they're conditional plus one AP and plus one noon, and they're on much more expensive and harder to utilize platforms because they're so much harder to hide, which is a situational mm -hmm. unit to use, not because the buff itself isn't great, they're just slightly more limited in application. Yeah, I think part of why Marines are so good is also just because Oaths is amazing, like as a rules go, yeah. right? Like so, a lot of a lot of data some... sheets when you just do reroll hits, reroll wounds, go from kind of okay to really good because they hit and wound almost all the time. I will say I've been doing some testing with what we've been getting and just basically using ninth points because we don't have them. It's probably not perfect, but it'll do for now. And the one thing we've been noticing is that Marines still tend to clump up into like big bricks. Um, so in the Marine Mirror, Os is really effective, but against like Drukhari or um, Demons, which we tested today, which was very silly, um, you don't get that same kind of efficiency. Although Os against Bellacor is very fun. Realistically, the use case for Oath is probably going to be to clean up units that you have some resources, but not a lot of resources to deal with. Yeah, like, that makes you sense. have a unit on a flank that you can put some shooting into from a unit that's there and a bit of your indirect and clear it out with all the moment. And then, you know, obviously if you play against a 40 assault terminator brick, a 41 assault terminator brick, cool, you get to kill that. But by and large, it's solve a separate problem because whatever you put oath on is probably going to die, assuming you have a reasonably built list, which means that you have to use it intelligently rather than just using it to, you know, like 
if the army is in any way balanced. If you're, you're just like point gun, delete thing, it doesn't really matter. But like under circumstances where it matters, then you're probably looking at actually having to use your oath rather than just being like, hey, I need that thing dead. It's, hey, what do I need dead that I that is currently a stretch and make it not a stretch? And then use the rest of your army with you know the good rules and power that you built into it to not need to rely on oath to deal with the primary issues at hand that you have resources and options for. And that will be, <laughs> under a nuance codex, a lot more interesting than just a point at big thing, remove big thing, which it will probably start as. Yeah, that makes sense. You probably um, don't want to assess the rules with this is good in oaths. You want to assess the rules with this is good. It gets better with oaths, but yeah. it doesn't require oaths to be efficient. Yeah, you start right. you start using oath as your hey, I am out of resources in an area. Make those resources better rather than start at the point of what if everything shoots with oath? Assume nothing shoots with oath, and you will never be disappointed. Yeah. It's probably the better. Or it's your I have a ninety five percent confidence rule. This thing dies. This is just being a ninety nine. Yeah, or the you know push button win game like that's always nice too sometimes happens um my only other main comment about the the marine codex and we kind of knew this expected this was going to happen because of the split within the book is that you have a lot of really weird um characters that can only lead units that you would never want to attach them to because of the the they're not calling it primaris but the primaris firstborn restriction now it's tacticus and something else graphics and yeah yeah, yeah so it's just like you look at it and it's just like but i like terminators, sure, they're another thing. But there are sometimes where it's just like I would really like to attach that that specific named character to something else. I like how all of the non-Primaris versions of the characters are just like a little better than the Primaris ones as well. That made me really happy. Like the Primaris librarian for Philippines Morton wounds, regular guy, that, but also a Fort Pinball. <laughs> it's like, what do you attach to? Tactical Marines. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> there's like some random weird infantry units that have just better special abilities. Than their other more commonly used in ninth edition comparisons. I think it's Vanguard veterans, which are kind of funny because they they change their weapons a bit. But the non jump back one a bit, yeah, a bit. But <laughs> they got they old yellowed is what happened. Yeah, they then. got old yellowed, but they like changed who gets buffs from their special abilities, and one of them has like chainsaw discipline. Chainsaw doctrine is definitely I, 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 better I on the jump pack. I'm calling a tournament chainsaw doctrine. Yeah. It's a assault marines get chainsaw doctrines. Yeah, hammer of wrath. So. And like Vanguard veterans are like scout six, and you're like. <laughs> Assault Marines it's are just Vanguard strange. vets now. Simple as that. Rip your shields off, give them pistols, and you're good to go. <laughs> now, looking at Vanguard vets definitely gave you a clue of what was happening to Wolfen. But oh. <laughs> we'll get to that all in right. a second. Um, Can we also I, touch on the one more thing I want to touch on quickly? What, sure. Why is everybody so hyped about poor fucking Garadon? That data sheet looked dog shit. I don't know. And he also locks you up from taking any other yeah, named character like, outside oh, of your You get like list. a strength 14 minus four, four damage hammer against exactly vehicles. And you know in your heart that you're playing fists. So, mm -hmm. you know. Exactly. Yeah, there I was, was a... hoping fists would just go. Darnath Lysander, however, is cool as hell. He makes his unit minus one to wound, and he has a once per game to open vulnerable save, which is just cool as shit. Why stop making that ability? <laughs> right. I mean, like, you have to have just him left. you got to lose the other 40, ter 40 wounds to terminate first. But then he just stood there like, I am two up save, and OC one. You got, got like 50 more indexes to cover still. Right. I do want to really quickly address this because this has been coming up a lot everywhere else. Bolter Discipline specifies it has to be a successful hit. So you do not get Overwatch on fives with it because Overwatch specifies that you need to have an unmodified six to hit. That seems real. That seems true. Um, that Bolter Discipline guy is pretty good. Put him in 10 Desolator Marines and forget about all the rest. Um, 
Yeah. Everybody's going to try and tell you to run the lethal hits, uh, sustained hits, eradicators. Don't do that. Please don't. Do what? That. You're, you're you're better than this. You can put the apothecary biologist who gives you explore who gives you lethal hits into a squad of eradicators, and then give him border discipline so that he gets sustained hits in a squad, and then you get credits on fives and dev doctrine. So you get like ten eradicator shots with exploding fives, all wounds on fives, and it's like that. Sure, is a really good way to spend way too many points. Yeah, mm -hmm. what are we doing? That's on a unit that just disappears as soon as it's blown its load. Yep. Yeah, please stop doing that. Hellstorm Wargaming, you're bad for suggesting it. Please don't do this. <laughs> Be better. I don't think Mikey can. I don't think that's possible. I think my favorite, though, has been the people who are using the firing deck thing to blow up their transport so that they can get extra shots out of their, their Hellblasters. So They're like, well, guys, guys, so you put them in, and then you have them overcharge, and then you have the Impulsor blow up, and then they get out, and then they get to shoot, and then all of them that die, they get to shoot again. It does work. It's a terrible it idea, though, it's... because good luck forcing your transport to die. Yeah, no, right. I just need to roll four out of ten, four out of six ones, guys, and my combo works. You're just sitting there in the corner, like, yeah, don't go manage, like, your coach just sitting in the corner eating glue if you get Hellblasters around. Yeah, that's just what it is. It's like, they're like, yeah, but this way you could get Hellblasters fire three times. And I'm like, that's great. All right. Yeah. Yep. A lot of that sure stuff. is still worse than just running a good unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the non-codex chapters quickly. Yeah. Uh, Dark Angels. Um. Really cool rules. Play Gladius. Space Wolves. Really shit rules. Play Gladius. Blood Angels. Interesting, but play Gladius rules. Play Gladius. Might might be worth playing Blood Angels. Then maybe it's okay. We'll, well like blood, like the actual task force yeah. or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think they're. I generally them. like them as Blood. I generally like them as Gladius. I think they have some interesting data sheets. I think they're better. As Gladius, but I don't think you're like super trolling. Yeah, you could them. you could get away with it, but I think Gladius gives you slightly more tools, which will make yeah. you more multi-dimensional. Yeah, I think um I'm impressed with a bunch of the potential data sheets. I think they were super interesting. I'm for broadly impressed with like Sanguinor. Um Astrath looks really interesting, and it's a good way to like have devastating wounds in a non-unhealthy way. Where it's like once per game and melee only. Company. Sorry. I said any data sheet that says death company looks good. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like weirdly okay with Death Company Intercessors, which I was not expecting. Yeah, uh, like I don't think they're strange. good, but I think it's kind of cool that they are almost playable. They're just a bit spooky. <laughs> Ten of them in a drop pod. Go. Why? Why is it always got to be the drop pod? <laughs> because you can shoot into combat with it now, so you don't get trolled and told off by Lennon. Um, <laughs> um, I like uh, I like the dreadnoughts. The body dreadnoughts were cool. Oh, I was not expecting that. Death Company. I like right, the Libby Dread. The Libby Dread just like randomly gives you a field of pain bubble. Then not just that, but the Libby Dread just yeeting in, yeah. uh, infantry out of the out of the sky. Space wolves can. Um, space wolves are dead. I don't think that. I think that yeah. might be the that you've seen that wasn't Death Guard. Yeah, that's um, the Nyal is the only data sheet in there that's even remotely interesting. I didn't even read Space Wolves except to the only time I've written the word Space Wolves this week is to tell Jaime they're dead. Oh, poor Jaime. <laughs> I um the first mm. I, like I, I read all through them on the order, but I audibly whooped when I read the Wolfen data sheet. <laughs> like I just yeah. sat there reading. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The yeah I did all, and then I like immediately went to Twitter. I was like, I have to whinge about this. I have to laugh about this. Yeah. Um it is so so fucking funny that Wolf and Thunderhammer are strength five AP one damage one, and yeah, they only no, found a method of four up. There's no unit in the game I root against more, including Custodes, than Wolfen. Yeah, they are by far the worst models Games Workshop has ever produced in the in the the modern era as well, which just makes me happy. 
I don't even know what they look like. I've never played in my life against non-proxied Wolfens, so. There's an important question in chat. Just because I know no, there's not. No, no, this is not an important no, question. Okay, so <laughs> Idris, you are a bad not... person for asking this question. Just let Jeremy answer so it goes away. <laughs> Every single edition for the last two editions, there has been a digital designer's commentary that has come out when the edition has launched. It has included clarifications and frequently asked questions on rules such as this. For the time being, stop asking this question until we have that in hand. As soon as we have well, that in hand, if it has missed it, then feel free to ask it. But well, for now, so assume that it goes in. to one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah so no, wind your fucking necks in. Deathwing Terminators are not immune to damage too. But it would be funny as shit. Deathwing Knights. If they yeah, were. Deathwing Knights. <laughs> It'd be goddamn hilarious. Maybe this it is how we fix Stargard. Stargard can't kill him and it's minus one damage. That's right. That's what My, it really is. The you know what the only actual the, the fix I need in that commentary is the Redemptive Dreadnoughts need to have the Dreadnought keyword so I can put them in Storm Ravens because right now they no. don't and it upsets me. Well, you can't disembark them anyways. That is also true. <laughs> Anthony, what's wrong? You look upset. There's yeah, a lot the going on. Have the, the dreadnought keyword, guys. Please. Um, so, Ella Whistle, to address that, why do they keep making the omission? It's not an omission if it's something that's intended to go into the FA, the, the designer commentary. Because Maybe it was intended to get everybody to talk about it to drive up social media interactions, mm. and then they fix it on day one. Don't. But, uh, I mean, like... Why do they keep making the emission is like a really good question for like a whole bunch of mechanics in 10th, like indirect towering. See, those aren't emissions though. Those are very clearly and tightly written. So you know exactly how they work. <laughs> yeah, they work. Very clearly <laughs> they don't fucking horribly. Back up, back up, back up. I, I, I want to go on a two minute rant here. And that is the core rules themselves are the best in terms of writing and in terms of clarity that we have ever seen until you have to charge but i think there's a bunch on. of stuff that's just like missing in the core rules that should be there and like why is like all the keywords are just like spread like it's laid out quite badly oh the layout is not great but in terms of like looking for edge cases there are very few of them as compared to eight launch ninth launch seventh nah seventh is fine skill issue <laughs> I don't. I don't I'm trust. So I don't joking. trust anybody when they say that anymore. Um, um, but I don't know. From a gameplay perspective, we have some serious issues that need addressing. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's also like people arguing about um, pinks can't use uh, their weapons because they're psychic. Yeah, they need a character caption to fire their weapons, right? I well, no, because they don't have the psychic keyword at all in the model. So they, but the they psychic keyword gets converted to the unit once you join it with a psychic. But not to the models. So, models and unit keywords are the same thing, probably. Why not? Skill no. it. Just live with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, this is this is like and making this, my This is why this I have told my locals, me. store all of your questions until June 24th when Leviathan Box comes out. Because last uh, when Indominus came out, that's when the designer commentary came out on, on Warcom. When Leviathan comes out, Give it, a, you know, the Monday or whatever. If there is still not a designer commentary come out, start yelling at GW. But if there is one out and they miss something, then you can start asking me questions. But until then, I'm just not answering anything because it's not worth it. That makes fair. sense, though. We had some locals that wanted to play half-ass 10th with what we have so far. And I was like, 
you're, you're welcome play to. half past tense with a brain right like you know yeah like approach things does this make sense is this reasonable am yeah, i being there's that's a good point as well there's a bunch of other things that don't exist like we don't currently have the um order of operations for math in the game right now um or like even how a half damage works as well do, do they so, have like, to do you write up or down do we not just follow the whether it rounds up or down is well that's that's actually been different across different editions of 40k anthony which is the problem here yeah so because it used to be it has then you round up so you can't make something zero damage but you also had stuff like you would apply what you would apply um like modifiers to the units characteristic then multipliers then add anything added to the strength of the attack so you can increase like the base strength of a model by one and then double it and then yeah, no, no, that was that was really common in eighth. Yeah. In fact, that was Seven how it was well, done in yeah. eighth, and it meant the transition to ninth was really messy because people were like, yeah, I've got a strength twelve thunderhammer. No, you have a strength ten thunderhammer. Why? Why would you do it like that? Nobody I'm not even good at no. math. To, to be to be fair, Anthony, when you explained to me how Path of Exile does modifiers, it brought it like my head shattered. Yeah. So. Increased and more are different pools. <laughs> So, you know, back off a little bit. <laughs> I didn't say PO, the way PoE does it is good. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they number the rules like AOS? That's a good point. Right, well, let's very quickly touch on um, today's stuff, which is the key. Oh, and uh, Death Watch is Death beyond Watch. wildly fucked, and we don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, I was like, are we just going to skip the fucking Elven? Death Watch, Proteus, and Sternguard are the most ridiculously fucked data sheets that I've ever seen. They're not. They're so much not like, worse when, than Decanons um, uh, as well. It's great. I'm not saying that they're not that they're worse than those. They're just They're totally not. They fucked. have to see you. That's implicitly yes. easier to deal with. Man, I don't want to have this argument again. Uh, I just, love, time is a I, flat fucking circle. I hope that they give Stern... There's like a rule that we've somehow not seen, because we've seen the index, that like lets Stern Guard shoot like a round wall or something. It's like the Grey Knights rule where it's just like... Yeah, another, it's yeah, another CP lost, for... Watch Captain Artemis gives them the ability to do Infernal Pact like obliterators and get yeah, yeah. What was that movie where they let... You could curve bullets? Wanted. Wanted. What it is. Yes. Wanted. So they, they're going to have an, another one CP stratagem that says wanted rounds and they go around buildings there you go yeah, yeah they're actually psychic weapons that they can use the thousand suns index <laughs> oh, okay let's talk about today's reveal chaos um cool. five We've out of six books look amazing stuff. let's move on four out of six <laughs> books look amazing one of six fuck off guys uh, like thousand suns look good csm looks great the ck looks good mm -hmm. after that it gets a little touch and go like the oh demons are good great yeah demons obviously. look good yeah so it's just world leaders and death guard that are like mega trolling just because everyone that plays chaos in scotland is shit doesn't mean that you get to come here and disparage my boys <laughs> like, the only one that looked even remotely good is chaos knights and these are all fucking trolling me You're what why if you don't think demons are good and same with t sons and csm what are we doing you're you guys are so full of shit it's unreal he, he's just because you don't have someone who can play them, because Glarg is not on your I team. I actively play Chaos Space Marines, Thousand Sons, and Demons. Please back the fuck off. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> if someone good was playing them. You have lost Dread. You have lost Dread Claws, Anthony, so I understand that you're not interested in World Leaders anymore. I'm heartbroken. Delivery <laughs> <laughs> methods. What are the um what are the good well, units in each of the factions then? Let's like pick top three data sheets for these indexes real quick and talk about some of the interactions for them rather than jibber jabbering at one another while Innis yells at the sky. Um, 
Kenneth hasn't played any of those factions since before I started, by the way. Um, so the yeah, exactly. Okay. This is like talking to Brian about faction. He's like, I don't know, bro. My D cannons just killed him. And you're like, okay, yeah, but I don't know what the fuck to do about that. So anyway, um, CSM. Let's start with Chaos Space Marines. Uh, I mean, it's possessed a blitz. Abaddon and Terminators? Uh, Terminators, Abaddon and Terminators is very points dependent, right? If they're just like, bam, that unit's a thousand points, you're going to be like, Jesus! But, but if that point unit's like 500 points? Yeah, then, you know, definitely gaming, right? I don't know how many Terminators. Ten. You have to take ten. You, you're definitely like there's no way that's There's no way that's sub 600. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. It just depends on what it costs yeah. and how much it does in the game, right? Because what it does is a fucking lot. Like, when you dark pack that unit, that unit goes hard. If you have a three-up save or worse, you just get murdered by the bolter fire, right? Yeah. Like, you end up taking a bunch of incidental damage that you were not expecting to take. But, you know, we'll see how many points. Possessed, points yeah, possessed kill God. God bless those soldiers. Uh, those boys in the trenches making up for the all the damage they didn't do in fucking ninth. And a blitz apparently atoning for years of past sins with the power of profane zeal, the mark undivided, and some decent keywords. Yeah, a blitz have not been good since like a blitz were good when they like first went to the Chaos Space Marine Codex in eighth edition, where they went like from two shots to four shots and gained access to double shoot. And they were good and playable then. And then they they like brought out the new models, and you were like, oh, these guys are going to get expensive. Yeah, because <laughs> they were like Terminator size models, and they were like sixty points, and you were like, these things mm -hmm. are great. 12 of them is 24 shots. Sure, it's D3 and D3, but I can command reroll that at the time. And they were right. fine. And they were playable. And then they were like, new models, 110 points. You're like, oh god, please. Uh, they gained two shots for for 50 points. Yeah, I don't, like, they might be garbage trash town, like, in if they're like 100 bajillion mm. points, right? But maybe. Mm -hmm. It's like, really? You're only in direct in CSM. So, like, they've also crack your fucking skull in combat which is real funny especially with one yeah. cp full rerolls to hit and wound they're yeah, like strength they nine they're better in combat than anything in turrets yeah what are they four attacks each at strength nine ap yeah. something AP two damage too yeah okay so that, that they're the same profile as a hive tyrant basically with mm -hmm. one less attack look i've had a lot i've had a great three months playing chaos marines that have the same melee as hive tyrants and world leaders i'm looking forward to doing it again in 10th oh. sorry hive tyrants are so trash no it's great all right yeah. um can i think about why i don't Demons. think chaos marines are great quickly yeah sure okay um i i think inherently a launch of game walking at people is not going to be a viable strategy which like sure they are fast and they're good at getting there you can have advanced charges smash but you're losing access to your reroll stratagems and all that kind of thing like you gotta walk that shit at your opponent and that is not going to work into any of the armies that we think are going to be good like how the you can't walk at eldar you can't walk at death watch you can't walk at knights like what like sure that's four of the eight lists of wtc and then you know, you've got to be the best of the melee armies that fit in the rest, and we've not seen, we've still to see Grey Knights, we've still to see actual Imperial Knights. Well, they can, can play off them. the board a bunch, right? Because they have a lot of deep strike. And, and you then can you're, just, you're then just like, like open a prayer. Yeah. Well, no, like, nines, can, but... well, you can rapid ingress, right? And then move up and do things. Like, as an example, Abaddon's Terminator unit has all the keywords, so it can advance and charge, right? Drop advance go sure there are things uh, you can do but it seems like you're jumping through a lot of hoops for what seems like 
the same damage that all the armies are putting out at range in melee, which I think is just inherently slightly limited. I don't think other things do nearly the damage that CSM is capable of. Like, there are some things that do, but CSM's damage ceiling is much higher than most armies. That's fair, but I think I just think that the, the fact that you have to deliver it in such a more difficult way, yes, it's possible, but there is a limit on the amount of CPU you have in a game. If you're trying to chuck four reroll stratagems at your obliterators and your possessed and rapid ingress, like there is limitations to the amount of things you can do in a game. And yeah. I think the fact that you may be called upon to use a lot of them results in this book being like, for me, I, I can't like I don't think it's a bad book. Like I think it's the second best of the ones that we got revealed. Like I think it's worse than Chaos Knights. Uh, maybe third best. Like Thousand Suns do look better for me. But I just like it seems like it has a lot of limitations in the way that it inherently interacts with the game that feels like it's in the same kind of boat as turns where it just kind of needs a little more time in the oven with regards to game balance to actually be able to cross the board. I think we'll see. I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. Like, again, this is all theorycrafting. I'm more than happy to be wrong on this shit. It's yeah. just, like, my initial impressions is I think it's going to struggle across the board. Yeah. Especially I, when you're trying to play on, like, fucking player place where you get, like, seven, like, three bits of training, you're half of the board. There's, like, there's not a world. Staging do. There's no world where I play a player place game again unless I'm playing, like, specifically at one of Jeremy's events and I'm hopefully changes off that system eventually. Player place against what? Chaos Knights. You're just like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. So, and if you're hyped about Chaos Knights, tell us about Chaos Knights and why you're hyped. All right, um, I think having the only access to fly in the game is still pretty good, um, yeah. and nothing else real. And towering is <laughs> fucked, and nothing else matters. I think that like that's CK... the one CP stratagem to walk. Yeah, the one CP stratagem right? to walk your yeah. walls. I think, I think they did a good job of making the chaos, the big Chaos Knights, feel like big Chaos Knights. They are reasonably resilient. Toughness twelve is a great breakpoint. It makes strength six and more. There's not a lot of strength twelve in general. You can have armor contempt on one of them. The other one can be a backfield shooting unit if you're running like two. They have relevant buffs, and war dogs are a little lower. Like, like it feels like everything got cranked down a stat on most of the weapons. Like they lost a point of AP here, a point of strength there, relatively, and like it was, and that's fine. And then broadly, all the ones that aren't carnivores lost an attack by virtue of not playing Iconicost anymore. But mm -hmm. compared to the rest of the way that the game has changed down, they have stayed relatively the same defensively and they don't degrade anymore, and they've gotten a little weaker offensively, which is fine because they mostly overkilled stuff that they were really worried about killing anyway, or got into grindy fights, which they're still great at. And with not degrading, that keeps them doing that longer, which results in a very easy to transition to the current edition of version of the list. I think the one the nature play might change, like Brigands look very good now, Huntsmen look pretty reasonable, the Melta is a pretty good profile, Stalkers are still characters, so if you want to play like 12 Wardogs, 13 Wardogs, whatever the points work out to, still, still an option. But I think broadly, that seems like it's a very powerful codex, and towering is fucked, which pushes it over the edge into me putting it into like the not quite like Marine, like it's not like Marines and Eldar, but it's definitely like up there with you know, like the next set. Mm -hmm. I think that they're very interestingly positioned because it looks like we're trending towards a world where people are like, these are my four badass units. And CK and IK can just be like, hey, 10 threats all over the place. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Um, it will a little depend on like knights are one of those things where it's super vulnerable to like a point being five too high where like yeah i mean two two big knights seven small knights and two big knights six small knights is huge right yeah. so they are going to be very volatile in that sense but i assume that if we're keeping it around the same and we sort of sort of like you have the option of like 110 or 27 or 34 then it will probably feel pretty similar to now but better which i think yeah. is a good place because chaos knights are one of the more interesting but not overpowered factions of right now they have some some polarized matchups but they are broadly pretty healthy i think towering will make that not be the thing but in time 
I think that it's a cool codex. It has cool options, and it seems like it has some cool like built-in synergies. And being able to mostly ignore terrain now, um, with you know like conditional, like you're losing a ton of output to do that. Like you can't use command drill strats, you can't use taking shock, all that kind of thing. If you start doing the one super strat to walk through walls, so like you shouldn't be using it all the time. But having the access to it changes that dynamic a ton. I think that they benefit from tower. I'm assuming they'll benefit from towering slightly less than something like IK. Because it just looks like the gun.com knights from CK are just like, they're just yeah. less scary. From from uh, what we've seen of Imperial Knights, you get a ton more rerolls if you work right. it, which That's obviously it. makes the like that ability better. Yeah, but I suppose so, if you're playing like uh, if you're playing like the the desecrator, it would matter a lot. But like a spoiler with like double thermal or whatever, or double battle cannon, doesn't the really care about like, one reroll one reroll. The spoiler like fucks your day up, even if your infantry if he rolls a six. Like those three shots are fucking value. The desecrator also hits on fucking. Threes now in melee. Why? He hits on twos um, in shooting. Does he? Yeah. That's very funny. I didn't notice that. Um, but like, yeah, like he's really good. Long leash is an insane stratagem, by the way. Just like didn't they already dog. have that? Go no, it was one dude before. Oh yeah. yeah. Three three war dogs now get your auras. Yeah. So you yeah, can like just like, be like, oh. so those three huntsmen in the back can reroll ones. Yeah. yeah. There's two things that I want to point out that stood out to me about the Chaos Knights that I really liked. Um, and some people might not like this because of their way of building it. But uh, War Dogs are now battle line yep. and they're units of one, which means that your deployment now got a hell of a lot freer than before. And also, if you want to play the reserves game, it also got a lot freer because it's not like I'm shoving this unit of carnivores in reserve and they all have to come in here which means you need you you can screen out because it's three big ass models now it's three models that are going to come anywhere individually um, and that change is actually really nice now it does lock you to no more than six of any chassis which is fine i don't think that you really should have been taking more than six of any of them because of the very specific role each one tends to play Right. Uh, and the other thing is, is that, and people have kind of talked about this a little bit, but the fact that they're T10 now, uh, as opposed to the T9 that we were expecting, is actually a big break point. Um, as an example, yeah, auto cannons that got up, nine and strength five, right? Yeah, auto cannons that we noticed got upgraded to strength nine. You know, they hit like rhinos and all of that much more effectively, but they hit chaos knights or war dogs much less effectively same thing with strength five you were winning on fives before now you're winning on sixes um so it, you know makes a pretty big difference there and you know the you have the fuck off strength 18 guns that you now don't don't care about as much yeah sure mm -hmm. how about no i, I, I definitely really like chaos knights i think they have a lot of cool tools mm -hmm. um i'm less hype on them just generally by the rules that imperial knights got previewed i think imperial knights will probably now a little better like the feel no pain and the free rerolls is just good on small it chassis, lots of things. Remains to be seen what how exactly those rerolls work because of even if it's just reroll ones and ones, like Helverins and like the big knights have enough volume that they're just forcing through free rerolls. And mm -hmm. on like a war dog, there's a decent chance you get one or two, like one one wound roll of one, and then like they're firing at medium stuff, they're winning on threes, so like 50-50 you get to use it on one of the two. Yeah. Like you're still getting mileage out of it, right? Yeah, plus Brian we've also seen bondsmen, and if one of them isn't plus one to hit, I'll eat my hat. Probably the crusader, to be honest. Um, Brian also makes a really good point that a war dog on one wound is so much more effective than it was before yeah, I just, I just because you just that. subtract I one from the, the hit roll. That's it. Honestly, so Brian doesn't. Brian never listens to me. I know this. 
Yeah. Um, the uh, the brigands on one wound is like the brigands on full health now. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> and the fact that their OC doesn't degrade in any way on the little little boys like OC, which I think is just a bad decision. But whatever. It like one idiot standing on an objective with one wound left is like great. Put like five troop equivalents on here and hope that you don't die to take the or get battle shocks. Yeah, or get battle shocked because I'm chaos knights. Well, Terror Shades is when you fail a battle shock. So, is it? Yeah, yeah. Terror Shades oh. is any 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 phase after a unit has failed a battle shock test. You spend one CP and you roll six dice. Six, six yeah. dice, four up, steal a wound. Yeah, four yeah. ups, and you transfer a wound between the two units. Seems good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Let's do it. let's do Death Guard Doom. super quick. Um, cool. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, can we not? Let's do Thousand Suns instead. Let's uh, just skip Death Guard for now and do Thousand Suns instead. I no, think we've done Death Guard. We've talked about everything relevant. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think Thousand Suns are like actually hard to parse because a lot of their shit is really strong if you have six CP a turn. But it like, Yeah, that's kind of where I ended up with them as well. It's sorry, please. Yeah, I was just saying like it's tough to get like that balance right. Cause like I don't like if you're an army that's like, I'm gonna sit up and I'm gonna chill and I'm gonna go later, Thousand Suns like kind of don't let you do that. But if your game plan was already rush down the thousand suns i think you can accomplish that which unfortunately is kind of a similar space they're in like just just a bit ago when they were good um have a little bit more access to ways to not let you do that anymore though right because with the ability to just make a gun indirect it makes them slightly indirect they have a bit more way to just pressure you if you're trying to sit off them so there's a little bit of option but again it's that thing you're talking about where that's a huge cp drain yeah what i was saying is that they want you to try to sit off them right and they can shoot you out of the ruins and like play their game on their schedule but still if you rush them especially early before they've built up the command points it's like uh... yeah it's also i think they have a big issue of rubrics are just not a thing worth buffing like one squad great you can you know put like arm on into them get the plus one to wound they can be your cp sync because you don't necessarily want to spend the one terminators or whatever because they don't get as many buffs offensively great and then you realize that you're it's 10 space marines with an invulnerable save and you're like it's not actually a thing that's because you're like infernal master sustained hits lethal hits from the other guy this like the stealth guy seems pretty good like they can't be shot outside 12. Right. yeah like, there's lots of great tools in there but how does it come together into a piece of army it also seems it's pretty limited in mobility. Like there is the teleport crystal, and that's kind move, of it. Move twice, right? Yeah, move twice. But move twice isn't getting you like you're not getting to your force deployments over the move twice on Rupert Marines. Sure. Which closes set, which makes secondaries harder. With there being no nothing like analogous to what ritual as well. Um, right. a lot of the ways that those armies interacted on the scoring side of things is significantly curtailed. And I think an army like Thousand Sons that is pretty slow will struggle a little bit in the the maintenance of its game plan in that sense where yeah if you sit off them and let them build up they can keep pressuring you spend the spend the auto paddle or cp every turn to from the cabal crystal to indirect fire some guns at you or magnus's gun at you or whatever who cares right. but how does that come together into a cohesive whole don't know which is why i'm not as high on them as i think some people are like i think they're good and i definitely could see them like making the eight at wtc but they are by far the one i'm the most suspicious of in some senses yeah, I, now, I will think... say Mutant of Vortex pieces looked fucking awesome, and I'm impressed that that data sheet is even close to playable. Dude, they're but so good. I think it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. I hope their data, their points isn't like egregious. Yeah, slam a five of Philippine on anything is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chaos demons. All right. 
Bellacor is really cool. Bellacor is not an army. That is Shalaxi fucks. Shalaxi is great. Bellacor is really cool. I, I'm broadly pretty impressed with the Bloodthirster with the Relic. Nurglings um, are great destruction tools. There's some fast scoring units and three inch deep strikes. But everything is so fucking fragile. Like, I put Bellacor on the table and like rolled a Chaos Knight into him. And like Bellacor just like died to a Chaos oh, Knight. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can get eviscerated. You're definitely using him more as like the chill until go. Like, Shalaxi's dumb tanky, right? But yeah, so Shalaxi's four up, five up, which is pretty good. But you are just like taking a lot of saves on stuff like her anymore and stuff like them now. Yeah. Um, Bellacor, especially, just like feels so fragile compared to now. Yeah. Like, he's lost wounds, he's lost man, he's lost damage reduction, he's lost, he's um, lost most no of his rerolls, he's lost much of the wound. Yeah. Like, yeah, Bellacor felt, Bellacor felt bad, like just actively not good, like at yeah. anything other than being a three, like three to 400 points, stand in a place and stop me getting shot, which doesn't work into anything that wants to push at you. Like, you get walked at by a unit that wants to charge you, that like sits just out of threat range, walks in 18, and then shoots you, charges something else. You're going to be upset. Like, they're, you're not surviving that as demons. Yeah. There's probably a build. There's definitely builds in there. Like there's too much like free movement and access. Like six inch deep strike is great. Three inch deep strike is incredible. Like secondary seem pretty doable. But I'm just not excited by it in the sense of it coming together into a thing that is like it doesn't seem broken, right? And I'm looking for broken right now. Reasonable. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it shakes out. Scarbrand having a fallback lock when almost nothing else does is like again good, but fallback lock just isn't as good as it used to be. Uh, you can still shoot Scarbrand while he's locking something in combat because he's a vehicle or monster. Sure, I meant like the the homies, right? Like, yeah. But again, you can still shoot the stuff Scarbrand is locking in, right? So, yeah, I don't okay. know. It, it's still good, like it's not, yeah. but it's not what it used to be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited. It's Scarbrand uh, Skulltaker is hilarious, though. I love that day issue. That guy does big damage. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely have demons like, like demons, demons T sons. It's like CK then demons T sons and then CSM for me. But I think there's a big gap between CK and demons T sons. Okay. Do we want to do questions then? Yeah, let's do questions. Yeah, we're out of we're out of the thing. That's all the indexes. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we so made tomorrow it. we are yeah, expecting Imperium, and then Thursday we're expecting Xenos, which is big, 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 big stuff. I'm really looking forward to that. And then Friday we have points. I may try and pop on for a live show after points have come out with some with somebody if there is uh, time to do it. But um, we will just to give some like initial thoughts out reactions before Tuesday. But we will um, play that by ear, and there will be a a video will pop up at some point if we're doing that. Um, but we may end up doing that on Thursday sometime in the evening or Friday sometime in the evening. Right. Standard questions. standard question rules apply. If you ask the questions in our Discord, you get your question answered as long as we don't run into like three hours of time on the show. Otherwise, pop them in YouTube chat. One of us will probably try to find them. If you super chat, then we'll definitely find them. That's better. I read the first three questions. I'm having an aneurysm. So. All right. The first one is from Jake B in the Discord. It says, what's your favorite dumb stat check Discord joke? For me, it's got to be the peach when people join the people join the yeah. Discord. The peach that's just like doing like the ah, it's yeah. my favorite thing. <laughs> it people have, even de have people like definitely chilled out a little bit. A it used to get like ten reactions every time. Now it's like yeah. two or three. But so come on, guys, I want more reactions to the peach in the landing channel. <laughs> All right, you know that's going to be the only call to action that works, right? Like the next peach, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That lines in. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have like two people like... that post their decana points and like four hundred yeah. people doing response to the peach emoji. 
Yeah. A couple of these I just want to skip, but I guess I'll do one of them. Well, do, you guys do you guys want to answer that question? Oh, do you guys want to? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite meme. Like, the fact that I keep getting, like, screenshotted and turned into memes is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> it doesn't happen to anyone else, really. <laughs> just You're memeable. We have Mr. Statchek, obviously, but... Yeah, but we don't know. That could be anyone, so... True. All right. Next one's from Press in the Discord, which says, what's your favorite tooth in 40K? You can't handle the tooth. Uh, definitely orc teeth. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely orc teeth and definitely Gazgull's like one tooth that's left probably on the left. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to skip Grant's question because it makes me uncomfortable. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that one, uh, John asks, what do we think of the new Death Leaper model? Sexy. I think it slaps real hard. It's a good yeah. model. I don't like it very much. <gasps> you give me yours. Okay. Like it's it, I, I will buy it and I will paint it and I will be very happy with it. But it, I don't know. It just doesn't. I don't like the cape. I feel bad. It's weird. I don't, vampire. I don't, like, I don't like that it's wearing a skirt. It's honestly like I can't paint it as a kilt, so I don't want my models wearing a skirt. I, I mean, you definitely, you definitely could. I, I can't. I can't paint partner. That is far beyond my skill level. Um, I think you should get just like one part of a model commission. Oh, I think Anthony, we, really Anthony we skipped over world leaders. Do you want to very quickly touch on world leaders? <laughs> no, I did that on purpose. They're yeah. a lot worse. Uh, the fly nerf murders the like ability. I was very excited for Angron. Then I read the fly rules and I was like, fucking sick. Cool. Um, eight bound relative to the rest of the edition. Just don't hit hard. Uh, so I've lost to damage three as well, which is. Yeah, they, they have no ability to go to damage three. There's a fair amount of minus one damage. And having been on the other side of this equation where I'm making people's mind damage to negative one, not good. Um, Basically, world leaders are really good because they can kill God himself and have insane secondaries, and now they kill fucking no one and can't score. So, I don't know what you're supposed to do as Ingress world leader. Ingress and Mulligan and get some sixes. That'll really that'll win. That'll win some games, 100. percent It won't win I, tournaments, but it'll win games. It, maybe, perhaps. Um, I think that no, I just I don't really have anything positive to say about them. I've had a few people DM me about like a jackals thing but like i looked at that too it just yeah like every, giving every blast weapon plus four shots is not good in, in dead edition guys yeah i just like i think i might as well just address this now because i've had to answer this question like seven times today cultist spam is dead i know i get it i know you guys have played for a long time and every other time it's been pretty good but right now it's fucking terrible just stop like Dude, i want so many tournaments i won so many games of cultist spam like Abaddon and 200 Fearless Colors, yeah. it's it's just not like even remotely close to the same. That list was good because it was unkillable and did ridiculous damage per point because you had plus one to wound, full rules to hit, double activation. You have none of that shit, which means that it's not an army. Because Dude, the only can... way that you get to play stuff like that is if you kill the things that kill the cultists before they kill all the cultists. And then they're yeah. left with like Laz Cannon shooting you. That's not a thing now. You can't kill things. So stop I, it. I think you just like get you like that list is tanky right like it's 120 wounds it's resilient yeah. with like a four up and then a five up because assuming you're yahtzeeing into it every time but we've seen armies like this right rackward was just like just a thing not too long ago and that, that was had guns and it was good because it had guns yeah it had offense it could do things it also had advance and charge it also 
perhaps most importantly, wasn't playing in fucking 10th edition, <laughs> where we have rerolls and devastating wounds. And the only thing more devastating than those wounds is going to be your morale after one D cannon squad kills all of them. Also, they can just shoot the prince and then you don't have a four up anymore. <laughs> I was just going to pretend the prince was in a magic box that kept him safe. Even if he's alive, even if he's the last fucking thing to die, I don't think it matters. Reasonable. Anyway, yeah, um, Deathly Prince is less cool than the Parasite, so I kind of just, like, was not that impressed with Deathly I kind of disagree, but that's okay. I love the Parasite model. It just does it's a every, good it's model. everything I want in turn. It's is Parasite model, but bigger. Uh, so I want, I so wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted a Lord of War. Is what I wanted. It's not a Lord of War. So I did see that Brian offered to paint the Tartan for you. I, I did see that, yeah, and I'm almost tempted to take him up on it. You should do it. Uh, Logan asks, which missile slaps harder in combat? The Brood Stealer missile with all those dev wounds, or Hellbrecht with his five up crits? Uh, I like the, probably the description Hellbrecht. of him as a hate-driven flesh missile. That, yeah, I do love cool. that. <laughs> I just didn't like... They're both fleshy missiles, guys. They're both made of flesh. Neither of yeah, them Yeah, one's hate-driven, and one is just instinct-driven. Okay, fair. It's I wish right. the Broodlord was Synapse, then I'd like Gene Sealer of Bomb. Wait, the Broodlord's not Synapse? Broodlord's not Synapse, not as the power side. What are we doing? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I think that answers that question a little bit is what are yep. we doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, my local BT player is so excited about the idea of Hellbreak leading 20 Crusaders. Because he just looked about... at the numbers and it was like 100 chainsword attacks that auto wound on fives. Yo, to hit. real quick. Hellbreak hits pretty hard. He hits a lot harder when he gets the Sword Brethren buff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, there's well. definitely some That's interactions the... there where you're just like, they What's... didn't think about that character in that oh. unit. What's really the sword bearer about? Real quick, sorry, I forgot about this before. Only because I just That's noticed it we're doing a two-hour show, guys. We all knew this. <laughs> yeah, I I just only noticed this today, like in like the end of the day. So the mop when he is attached to possessed gets his stupid get like if that unit packs when he shoots something gets devastating wounds that motherfucker has anti-psyker too so <laughs> you and he's got precision so if you just walk up on a unit with a psyker in it you're like wow it makes it more well, it's a good job the broodlord's not a psyker anymore either i think yeah, Easy then. <laughs> yeah no um yeah broodlord missile like it's good contextually it's yeah. like a Meat whole missile. bunch of strength for dev wounds which is like Sure, if you charge something on an objective, you're probably going to do like a bunch of damage to it. But anything else, you're like flesh tickling. So, yeah. It also doesn't advance in charge anymore because turrets only get on Hormigons. Um, Anthony, how are you feeling after all the Chaos releases? Broadly pretty positive. Most of them are good. I think CSM will have a spot in an 8. Uh, mild pilot bias because I think like me specifically playing CSM will have a spot in an 8. Um, but. I'm really sad about world leaders. I'm not going to front. Like my world leaders look really dope. I have a lot of like really cool berserkers who are just less valuable than the plastic they're made out of now. And I just like, I don't know. I'm coming off like a pretty hot streak of eaters and I'm just sad to watch them become garbage. Um, There's a thing I feel about Tyranids, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Like it's, it's not fun. Yeah, um, no, it always sucks when your army goes from 
whatever it was. Like, I'm pretty sure I could probably play Terrors at WC and, like, scrape some eights with them and, yeah, like, yeah, do a great you, job in a team. I just don't want to. Yeah, you would be the best at taking Eldar down to a reasonable score and making them go, what the fuck was that at the end? But, unfortunately, Scotland's <laughs> pairing strategy does not allow for that. So yeah, you, you sure can, like... <laughs> what's the phrase I use for... I, don't, I can't say it on air, but you sure can jerk off in the corner for 35 minutes to score yeah. to score seven points as Terrans every tournament round. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Yeah, you absolutely can do that. But like, you know. Don't. Don't. Don't, just don't yeah, do that. Don't be better. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Just play something that doesn't suck. Oh, you just described our Grey Knight strategy last year. Yeah, like. <laughs> How well did that work for you? He got seven, eight points every game. There you that's, go. that's better than our Necrons. Anyway, keeping it oh. moving. Derek asks, what's your favorite obviously busted Wombo combo to come out of that we've seen so far? It's got to be the possessed. That shit is hilarious. That I is mean, like, really funny. It's not turn guard funny, but it's pretty funny. It's funny. Yeah. One CP damage all hits and wounds on dev wounds, which is just like. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It Very is really funny. There's something just extra amusing about it because it gets to combat and then it just deletes everything in front of it in a wave, basically. Yeah. Look, I am biased as shit because I love possessed. Like, eight pound in world eaters, possessed in CSM, possessed in death. Anyway, uh, the like that model is the shit. I love possessed, so I'm really happy they're good. I'm really hopeful that whatever the nerf to devastating wounds is doesn't just like remove possessed from viability because their base weapon style is fucking awful. So yeah. like, everything yeah, they're like, really relying on the fact that everything's top is ten, so they're wounded on sixes. Yeah, yeah I yeah, really need devastating wounds to remain like a functional keyword, just not what it is. How much do they hate charging it to Lazarus's squad? With three of Philip against mortal wounds? No, no. Only he has that. Oh, it's his only... Fuck's sake. Only it's his helmet. It, yeah. His helmet he gives him, and Honestly, only like, him, a field of pain. Also, I would definitely just beat that squad to death with my base profile. They kill marines fine. It's like I mean, it, 40 saves. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I feel like they kill most anything they get to. Like, if you can grab it in combat, short of knights, probably. No, knights no, are probably knight, a hard time. Knights die in embarrassing speed to possess. Yeah. Um, Even with sixes to wound them? In with sixes yeah. to wound them, minus one damage and a six up, feel no pain. Oh, if they're minus one damage, sure, but we haven't seen any minus one damage yet, so we'll cross that bridge when we get there, right? That's, That's right. They, uh, nice one no damage pain. is a ninth edition thing for them. I yeah, do yes, hope the that they get it. We've seen nothing on Bondsman yet, so we don't actually know if that carries. No, we don't know. Uh, no, they, they said the Paladin gives lethal hits and lance. Right, so that's the at least one bondsman that doesn't give minus one damage. <laughs> so that guy's fucking dead. <laughs> so you're probably yeah, looking at like the avatar is maybe maybe scraping through it with minus one damage with half he damage should, and um he should die minus one right yeah it's like close at that point though yeah it's touching it's you gotta shoot him with yeah. shit first he has to sprinkle some damage on his ass yeah or hope that the, the fucking mop rolls a six <laughs> i mean i'll fuck that guy up too just pow from the snake mop's just the like in another combat really punching eldrad actually. in the face yeah, the yeah. what's up i mean the line gets to fight first yeah, so Lion kills the unit. I'm just gonna run around him. <laughs> right. for, me, charging for me, it is um, a combo that Tim pointed out, which is the Rend Master plus Skulltaker plus Bloodletters combo. So <laughs> um, it's definitely my favorite thing from Chaos Demons, which is so Rend Master lets you pick a unit with an 18 in line of sight to get plus one strength AP and damage against. And yeah. then uh, Skulltaker gives his unit dev wounds. And then if you're below half strength or you're battle shocked, um, Bloodletters can have full rules to win against you either through a stratagem or a data sheet roll and just be like, so what if you just weren't here now? Yeah. 
and that's good. Incredible. Bye. Yeah. Yes. They're Flat also the kind of unit that's really good to like rapid ingress down within five of something that your opponent's about to charge and just slam into them with a heroic, which yeah. I quite like as well. Yeah, because you can get the plus because you have to roll heroic charges now. So having the plus one from the icon helps a bunch with that because that's, that's the sketchiest shit, shit ever. Dude, that shit is so spooky. <laughs> like two CP to fail my charge, and yeah. I had two CP, <laughs> so I'm not re-rolling it. That really ups the value of innate reroll charges. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeremy, oh, did you I... have one? Yeah, this one is more just silliness than anything else. Over the weekend, we were spitballing about marines uh we found out a way to make desolators ap3 does it involve why not, not even hard <laughs> plunging fire because why did they think that was a good idea yep the, uh, the base stratagem strike and... and the bail and the base stratagem um but then you couple that with a librarian that gives them um with the with the relic with the enhancement that gives them sustained hits and crit hits on a five and it's Really, <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and you could probably split fire those guys three ways and kill oh, sixty of those jackals that Anthony was running. Yep, and yep. the prince. I am not running those fucking jackals. Because <laughs> like, you imagine the sadness you fire the Venger launcher, the first Venger launcher of the prince, like kill him with Ultha moment. Split fire the other three. Fuck. I'm here for the disrespect of the. He's not gonna die to the first fucking Venger launcher. What? Good. Ten wounds, and it can have up to six shots that are AP three. Look, it's very unlikely. Four. Sure, but it could. But it could. With sustained hits five and, cr and crits on with sustained hits on fives, it could happen. And the Why fact not? that it could happen is hilarious. Yeah. If you, fire your, for... you fire your Kronos whirlwind at him first, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. The next question is for you. What did you learn from being on G on the GW Open Judge team that you will use when judging slash running your local events? That's a tough one. Um, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about what went on that weekend. Um, because a lot of it, I was helping out and not like directly involved in running things. Um, my one thing that I did recognize was it kind of reaffirmed my, lack of a better word, belief or or, or feeling that the ideal ratio of player to judge is somewhere between 30 to 40 to one. If you go any higher than that, you ju your judges, especially if you are, your intention is to actively judge games and be involved and be integrated into the, the event as kind of a, a proper third party. Um, you, you, you can't do that effect as effectively. Um, Cause I didn't find myself bouncing around a lot. Um, I'll answer. Um, yeah, it, it it was it was like it was a really good weekend. Uh, it was really interesting. Um, the philosophy that we were encouraged was to be as in, be as engaged in the games as possible, be as involved in them as possible. If we saw something that was off, to immediately insert ourselves. Um, but through the whole weekend, one of my favorite things, and something that I do at events anyways. But at this one, I only knew a handful of the attendees, whereas most of the time I know almost everyone. So this was the first day was largely me just establishing myself as someone who was there to help. Um, because that's, and you know, Anthony has been at events that I've judged, so he can reflect on this. Nathan, you'll see this at the end of July when I run events and when, I, or rather when I judge events specifically, my goal is always to make sure that everyone has a good time to make sure all the games are enjoyable for people to the best of my abilities and the best of, you know, does require both players to also engage with me for it to work. But, um, 
yeah, so that kind of activity and behavior is heavily encouraged at those events. And anyone else who's been to a U.S. Open should have also experienced that. How did they make you feel about chess clocks? Yo. <laughs> On this day, the day of whatever the fuck the rest of that line from The Godfather is, how dare you? <laughs> the day of my daughter. On this the day of the world yeah. leaders index, is how dare you? Yeah, you <laughs> I'm thing. already sad in this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I um, So I, I will say this. I recognize that there is a lot of discussion about the place of chess clocks within the game. I firmly stand by my current stance, which is you have plenty of time to play the game. Chess clocks are a tool to manage the resource that you have available to you. And if you fail to manage that resource, you should be playing a different army. Or game. Or game. Um, because at the end of the day, we have schedules to keep on events. And if we have trouble meeting those schedules, there has to be some mechanism by which to enforce that and to ensure fair play. Um, and fair play does mean things like people having an equitable amount of time on the clock. Just because you're playing a horde army and your opponent's playing knights doesn't mean you should get two-thirds of the time. Mm -hmm. Your opponent should be able to think, to respond, and to move things, and to roll all of their dice in the same amount of time that you have available to you. Um, and there isn't really a good way of doing that short of us playing six-hour rounds and having a lot of downtime during the day. Yeah, I'm aware. Having a lot of downtime during the day. Don't even or, bring that energy into the world, Jeremy. Or having firm guidelines around the use of chess clocks and i recognize that there are some people that will abuse those chess clocks but you can have rules and you can have people who you know enforce those rules that keep that from happening i think that people fill the time they are given i think that you could probably get 40k down to about an hour and 15 each side somewhat reasonably which is what um, we do locally we do two and, and a half hour rounds typically yeah, and still play like most of an accurate game. We do 245 uh, with 15 for style, so 230. You definitely like to a you know to a credit of a conversation that I was having with Brian uh, a couple of days ago. Um, you definitely sacrifice some degree of like measurement precision when you're doing that. Hundred uh, percent. But like, as long as you're like both sides are like you know pretty communicative about it. If you play a cooperative game of 40k, I think you can get it down to like an hour and 15. But I think that like. I mean, like, you saw me play Sean. We were fucking around hardcore. Like, we, it was like bottom of three, like two and a half hours into the round, which didn't, you know, matter because we finished on four or something because we were playing combat armies and our last two turns were 10 minutes. But if we were playing on clocks, that would not have happened. Like, <laughs> No, and, and it's also one of these things where, you know, Anthony can, can, can corroborate this. I walked by, saw that they were playing and said, you guys will have a score in by the end of the round. I know yeah. that I don't need to monitor you because the two of you, one, are reasonable players. You're playing a, as as Inna said, a cooperative game here. Anthony will... said that. Oh, Anthony said that. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yep. Either way, um, like you, you guys are, are are on the same level in terms of expectations and everything else. I mean, the rounds at the GW for the team's event were four hours, um, including pairing times, which pairings take like ideally pairing only take like 15 minutes. For what Maybe it's worth, I don't think hour. it's worth chasing the two and a half hour round time. Like you don't yeah. get, if you're playing like a three year, three tournament game day, there is not a lot of benefit to shaving 30 minutes off your round time. Just play three hour rounds. It really doesn't matter. 
um like unless you're like desperate for time it is generally better to just let people have the bit of the bit of breathing space yes some people will finish early and be bored but no, i don't think any everybody's really complaining about leaving the venue at 8 p.m instead of 7 p.m for you having like a reasonable round of times no um, I, I agree with that and that's why most of my events have moved to 245 rounds um but that's because we also do four two yeah. yeah i there is like obviously there's always the aspect of the game where like chatting to your opponent and having some social experience bannering back and forth like during the game is something that people are something that some people are looking for yeah um which you know you sacrifice part of that experience by chasing ground times and chess clubs are the solution that allows you to maintain that in a healthy way they are mm -hmm. not a perfect solution by any means but you know there's always that thing where like even if you're both if you're both gonna clock out on turn three but you've gone first and your opponent you know you clock out on your three your opponent plays their three with five minutes left but also gets a four and five because they know you have no time left it's not perfect right there's always downsides yeah. to that um and it doesn't work well the other way either right like you can't you know like if your opponent was the one that clocked out instead of you like it just flips the thing but it doesn't make it not a problem um which is always a like there's a tension to clock right there's never yeah. there's never anything perfect with them yeah I but do they're, like... the best, they're the best solution we have right now I think that there's a lot less tension to time if people just treat it like CP, but I know mm -hmm. that, that, it's opinion, a, it's a resource that opinion to be managed. Is, uh, that opinion is fairly controversial. So I will say, um, if anyone's looking on how to manage things fairly well, the WTC did recently release their updated chess clock rules. Uh, and I actually really appreciate how they've handled them. Uh, you should, because they changed considerably how they did it from last year. Chris read them for me. Yeah. Uh, basically, right now, if you're out of time, you incur a timekeeping penalty. Yeah, I, I did see that. Um, and they stack as the event goes on, but it is it is quite sir it is quite sim simply, the clocks are there to, to to as a firm. This is the round that is how it's going to go. If you do not finish by, if you have not finished your game and your clock is out, you incur a penalty, either in singles or in teams. Right. Let's bounce on to the next question because this question wasn't even about clocks. So that was my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the chat has requested a four-second silence for Death Guard, and I'm going to say let's do a seven-second silence for Nurgle's number. Fuck Death Guard. Fuck him. <laughs> in, in, in what calendar month do the hosts predict that Games Workshop will change devastating wounds? Or the dev anti interaction. June. I think. I think June. <laughs> I think June. June I think it's gonna lie. And that's pure, like weapons grade, like snorted off the desk in Wall Street copium. Like yeah. it is S September balance days. Like it's. Oh God, fuck. man! I'm I'm gonna picture that it's actually gonna end up in like if they do the designer commentary on day one for some reason. They're just Dude, gonna be like, get... anti doesn't generate. Uh, sixes to wound unmodified get, anymore or something if we, like if we get back from wtc and that's not been changed by then i'm like starting the twitch channel for diablo and like gonna do the stupid <laughs> faces for you so yeah <laughs> yeah get your right. concert today, right so I, i'm going to the concert either way for lgt so you can just hang out in the airbnb which i think you're not even currently signed up for but whatever um, i am in a chat you're in the chat but you have to like pay someone money to be in oh. the airbnb Someone so, should. I should do that. Person you should probably who I, look. Yeah, because yeah, person who I owe money. Jeremy's in, and me <laughs> yeah. that I'm in. You should probably get on that soon. Yeah. Right, the next question, in, so sorry. we don't have to, so we don't have to have this pan out. <laughs> Dan F asks, in this hellscape of indexes, does it does any team have a leg up at the WTC? I am um, opting. I'm using my something like, is anybody that amendment rights organized? to not incriminate uh, by not commenting on this. 
Does okay. what? But I'd missed the question. Does anybody have like a leg up from a like at the WTC? Either because their teams are just amazing and they're like very well organized. Oh, because of like such a mess. I mean, Poland, yeah. I think, has like some level of advantage to this because they're the hardest workers in the room, but that's not like a right. inherent advantage. Like <laughs> that they're they're up on that, like even if it's not a shit show, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Is that like that? I think that's broadly true. Like maybe that's different, but I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, Will asks, what do you think won't get a day one FAQ that you think should, which is probably just Dev Wounds and Anti. Dev Wounds, Anti, Indirect, and Towering. Yeah, all, all those things. Like, just remove the Towering keyword from the game would be my first yeah. FAQ. Just take, sure. just take Towering and launch it into the sun and then put Indirect oh, to how it used to actually, be. Actually, let's do the rule. Fucking Plunging Fire. That rule does not need to exist. <laughs> yeah, what, That's that? never getting removed. Why does it exist? Why were um, they like, do you know what needs a buff? Exactly and only Desolation Marines. <laughs> Let's just make uh, sure they just put an extra AP on their data sheet and up them five points a model. Like, fuck off with Plunging Fire. Uh, Frank asks, what chapters slash legions do you think could be a serious contender after we see points and get reps in? Other than Death Watch. We Ultra covered Marines, some of this. Dark Death Angels. Blars, Blood Angels, Dark Angels all seem pretty reasonable. Okay. I'm not sold on Blood Angels, but there might be a build there. I think there'd be they're like RTT heroes, but I think Blood Angels are worse than Templars. I think Templars have real legs. Templars, yeah, I think Templars are good. Yeah. yeah, not in their detachment, but you know, nope. <laughs> I think they're okay in their detachment. Like so, definitely can we... not bad. For what it's worth, you outside of the detachment, you can play sick Gladiator Reapers. Woo. Um, do do you have something to say to this question, Jeremy? The detachment is the only the thing that limits the Gladiator Reaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today. No, I, I just realized that, because that's also the 20... You can also put the Sword Brethren with a Librarian in their unit. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> do, do Marine planes look good? If by planes you mean land speeder tornadoes that can bomb people basically like planes, then I yes. don't hate the Storm Raven, and it really upsets <laughs> me that I don't hate it because I want to hate it, but it is minus one damage and does get cover and is reasonably resilient. I don't think it's for the meta we're going to debut into, but... What do you like, mean gets cover? If, well, like you can hide the wing behind a fucking wall and it gets cover. Sure, if you hover it. Yeah. I think that's what he was talking about, because he wants to mm-hmm. start on the board, right? Yeah. I'm going to start on the board yeah. with the Brutalis Dreadnought in its ass. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, Dude, I'm not going to lie. If someone did that to me, I would, like, soft consider being like, hey, bro, 10-10. Like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> so for what it's worth, um, Hurricane Bolters are one of the few weapons that got buffed by gaining Twin Link because they didn't lose shots. They just got Twin Link for oh! some reason. There was another thing that that happened with today. Why do Venom Crawlers have 12 shots? Yeah, no, I was really confused by that as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, these are soft, good shooting platforms. <laughs> like, they're strength 6, so they're not. But, you know, or like strength 7, something like that. Something terrible. But... Probably okay. Uh, but yeah, no, like Storm Ravens are one of those day sheets that I'm like, watch this space on. I think that could be interesting. And the fact that you can put like Murder Fang and Bjorn and a Brutalis Dreadnought in the ass of one is kind of funny. Uh, is it going to be Thunderwolf Summer? No. No. Because then you're playing Wolves. No. That's not a question. Will Spore Mines be a problem? We answered this a little bit earlier. I don't think it's a problem necessarily. I think they're a negative play pattern again. Yeah. Um, I don't think the you can't advance within six of me is a good mechanic. Yeah, that was a yeah. confusing uh, choice. Yeah, the fact that yeah. it's like you have to if you like declare the advance, you just like can't go can't go through. 
Like, I think they mm-hmm. made it so that nids like the only way they'll be good because they don't have like good data sheets to like play a reasonable game of forty k. Like, control. Yeah. Well, no, I think the only yes, but like the only way they'll be good is that they'll be awful to play against, which is kind of shit. Yeah, that, that's definitely what control armies feel like, right? You're yeah. gonna have a terrible time, for, right? Yeah. Um, oh, why would you need to hover to get cover? Says actually, there's no aircraft or towering exception, and I think she's right. I don't remember seeing one. I just trusted you. Towering gets cover exactly the same as everything else. So, I think aircraft do too. They just don't. Uh, they just um. They don't benefit from it from woods. I don't think. Now I'm concerned. Uh, any? I'm just gonna. We talked a little bit about chaos space marine brews. Favorite battle line unit from the indexes so far that you'd consider taking a full six of. Narglings. Are Narglings yeah, battle line? Those yeah, guys are assholes. <laughs> the fact that Narglings come back with D3 models when you pass a Battleshock test with them is fucked up. <laughs> you, yeah, you can do some real dumb shit with Nerg. Like, the, the drop them three inches from opponent and, like, ring their battle line. I have fucking Liam Scarab flashbacks. Like... At least they're OC0. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think they're like busted. I think they're good, but I think that it's okay for a unit to be good, right? Like that's always the thing that's yeah. back to is like I don't think it's bad. It's it's okay for units to be good and have roles that they're powerful at. Um, war dogs, obviously, yeah. I don't think I would ever play six of any specific war dog just because they're too diverse and different toolboxy. But um, armager war will probably be something that falls into that kind of place. Um, other battle line that are. Gargoyles are super cool. Like I would probably consider playing sixty gargoyles if they were pointed like six or less, which they won't be. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of gargoyles were going to be the pick that I had. I guess if like Sterngard got like the hammer, um, death Deathwatch veterans. Oh yeah, would Deathwatch, be the thing like, that you'd fill Deathwatch like kill teams yeah. in general are quite good. Well, kill the kill teams themselves are battling only the veteran, oh, like the base really? one is. Yeah. They're also OC1 on all the kill teams, so there is like actually a nuance to them. Um, but Death Watch Veterans, I think, suffer from the all my friends are great syndrome, like the opposite of all my friends, like where yeah. you would never run six squads of them because you can fill do everything you need to do with them with one or two squads and then take other more specialized units. Yeah, there's um, not an army. Oh, there's a really specific example. If Lucius is your warlord, you would consider six noise marine units. Would you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously um, six squads of 20 shackles. They're not like go. they're not great, but like they're they're quite good. Like they're not a bad unit. They're well rounded. Um, I think that's it. Pierce Pierce has a couple questions. Then the first one is: How are you all approaching the indexes being released? It seems like far too much information to absorb directly. Spreadsheets. Uh, spreadsheets. Um, hive mind. I'm approaching mind. it badly with Diablo mostly. Yeah, that too. I, I read can... every day she, as soon as it comes through, and then I go through and individually rate every single I... one of them again, having reading them a second time. <laughs> I can say it's while I was reading through this through the Space Marine Index that I switched to reading to watching a YouTube video about Diablo Four instead, about two hundred pages into the Space Marine Index because I was one getting of my teammates messaged me was like, "I've been going for fifty minutes and I'm still on Captains. I'm stopping. Someone tell me what yeah. I need to care about." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I feel you. I did that with Death. I did that with Death Guard." But I actually. Two. The only thing I read in Death Guard was the Miasmic Malignifier data sheet because I'd read everything else with the previews. But... It's like it's 250 terrible. pages of data sheets. It's just too many. Yep. Um, Innis mentioned that Nid seemed like an army that he would have liked when he was a worse player. What did he mean by that? And how have the, his preferences changed? Well, that's a cool question. Okay. Um, so as I've developed as a player, I broadly 
I spoke about this on when I did my hardware episode. I broadly value finishing games quickly and finishing games easily. Um, in the sense that I want to basically play you for 30 minutes and then go for a nap before round two or round four or round seven. Um, I want to play the least 40k possible while still like obviously having a good time with your opponent or that kind of thing. But I don't want difficult games as much as possible. I want to minimize the amount of time I spend making decisions in a game of 40k because that is how I stay playing at the highest level for the highest amount of time possible. Um, you see that when you're like mind melted after game five of GSC or whatever, or like you know, really tough combat games with orcs or world leaders where you just like you are not playing at your best in game five in under those circumstances. Sure. Because yeah. and like everybody is playing under those same circumstances. 4K tournaments at the end of the day are partly about endurance. However, I am not a massively healthy person, so minimizing the amount of time I'm standing about and doing all these kind of things is helpful for me. I would very much enjoy the process of sweating through six super tough games with um Terranids or like eight edition GSC or whatever, right? Like it's fun. Like there's a lot of you get a lot of thinking power out of it. Like there's you know when you win it feels very rewarding. However, a lot of my that kind of thing has shifted to more results-based analysis, which is probably not the most healthy way to do it. But I'm generally looking for outcome more than process now. Um I mean not that I wasn't when I was weaker. I was just less good at getting the outcomes. Um and now like, it's the kind of thing, like, I would play turns at a GT and have a great time with it, but I would never consider them for a major, even if they were powerful, unless they were, like, ridiculously powerful, like, you know, ninth ed Miracle Solace during, like, the peak of that. Um, so it's just kind of, like, I don't know if there's, like, an amazing way to, like, phrase it exactly, but broadly, I don't enjoy the idea of struggle bussing through this stuff to try and, like, win a golden ticket just now, if that was a thing that I cared about still, um, because it just sounds unpleasant. Whereas playing an easier army that gets me the same outcome, like I don't place inherent value on the struggle of your army. Like, just because you're playing a harder army doesn't make the results you get more valuable with them. Like obviously we give people shit when they win out when they win tournaments with piss easy armies because it's funny and jokes are. But like for me myself, I I don't place a, a lot of value on winning a tournament with GSC versus winning with Iron Hands from the current guy. Yeah, I don't care at all about how like difficult the army i'm playing is i'm gonna be entirely honest i think that's like a thing that people use to make themselves feel better when they go three and two yeah like if you're both gonna if you're gonna win the tournament with either like it sure does look cooler doing it with a worse army and like there is you know like funny haha like you take a turn like if you take an imperial fester tournament i'd give you a ton of props for doing it but like whatever right we're all just playing we're all just playing toy soldiers we don't score style points in 40k guys exactly yeah I mean, we do a little bit, right? There's always yeah, sure. like, there's external value to it, but like you're not getting more ITC points because you played a style right. army. Um, so Typhus has a question. If you could eat one food for your whole life, what would it be? You have to be specific. You can't just say an umbrella term like pizza or pasta with sauce. Oh, it's definitely that soup I had in Poland. I could eat that every day until I died, Zurich, and, and just be like, every time it came out. Bit of bread, that soup, good. Bacon, uh, cheese, and potato scone on a roll with butter and some ketchup. I'd eat that every meal of my life. I would do red beans and rice. I really like that. That's really good. I do fuck with beans and rice real hard, but the, the soup, man, the poles, they just won. I, I just have never tried it, so I can't. Dude, it'll, I can't. It'll, it'll fuck you up. It'll fuck up your understanding <laughs> of food. It's really not cool. Like, now I feel like I just need to... It's like a top-tier answer. I will give you that. Steak is also a good one. 
Oh god, yeah. that burger that we had in Manchester after Warmerfest, it was like a burger with fillet steak on it. I would consider that. Yeah. You uh also had the steak from the the steak place, TM. Yeah, that that too. <laughs> Jeremy, do you I, I like I like bread with my meal though? I don't know if you've seen the size of me, but I like bread. So You could have had bread. You could have, I could you have, could have yeah, gladly yeah. put that on a sandwich. That seems <laughs> bad for you in ways that I'm uncomfortable with. No, it's good. It's real good. Next day, bread, balsamic vinaigrette. Oh, shit fucks. Anyway, Jeremy? Cow soy. What? Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, Thai dish. I understand. Sorry. Yeah. I understood that as two separate words. No, no. And was like, soy. what? For anyone who, is not, who has not experienced it, um, when I was in Chiang Mai in Thailand, uh, I, I discovered it. I had it there for the first time. And since then, I have lived to try to find that experience here, which is unsurprisingly quite difficult. Um, because mm-hmm. when I had it there, so khao soy is a, um, it's the best way to describe I mean, it's a, it's a curry dish. Um, but it is just amazing. Um, you got chili shallots, a nice mellow broth, um, some good citrus vibes to it. Um, I usually get it with beef, uh, and then just, you know, delicious noodles on top of that. And the part that has made it extremely hard to find it was the one that I had in it had curdled blood in it, which was Ooh, I like it absolutely amazing. It and, sounds delicious. Oh, it was so good. And yeah, I've it was it was Thai street food. So trying to get that again here has been very difficult. I found many many imitations of it, and probably the closest I came to it to having it again was a lovely little hole in the wall restaurant in Toronto. Um, but yeah. That's 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 what I would eat every single day. Would be cowsoy. I like it. Ethan asks, "Do you believe it will be a shooting meta at launch?" hundred percent. Yes. And if so, will it be because shooting is safer into an unknown meta, or because shooting is really that much stronger? Shooting. Well, okay, so like right now, when humans do war, we don't hit each other with sticks up close because it's better. To be far away and make death. That same <laughs> principle applies in the game too. I'm just realizing now that I said that it's <laughs> open now, but whatever, it's fine. Like just combat will still be fine. There will yeah, still be things, yeah. but partly it will be because people are not going to be used to the new way combat works and the new mechanics and the ways to abuse it, which means that people will not get the most out of it at the beginning, which means that it will also just feel worse. Especially if you're coming to it with a ninth perspective. Give it some time to dull out and combat will like spring back, but it'll always, it always starts as a shooting meta. There'll be things that play combat, but like shooting is easier, simpler, and looks better right now, which means that it in the collective spirit of people who play 40k's brains is better. Yeah. Because we how are many... all tribal little bitches. Jake has a second question, which is, how many 32mm bases do you think you could fit into your mouth at once? 37. <laughs> That's a 40. <laughs> uh, probably a lot, because they like stack into each other, actually. 37, and if someone guesses exactly what place Team Scotland comes in WTC, um, on the You'll first try. try, within the first five guesses... Um, in the YouTube comments I w- of next week's episode, I will try in a bonus video. All right. All right. Now we're just going to go to the next question. Uh, Jeremy, what other international slash national judges were at the GW event? 
And what did you learn spending time with them while at the GW Open, if anything? Okay, so um, there were for the whole for the for the duration of the event, uh, the ones that I interacted with the, with the most, um, we had four judges that were handling the teams and the singles um, for the whole weekend, and those are the ones that I spent the most time with. The one that I worked the closest with would have been Lim Calvin, uh, the former team former captain for Team Germany. Um, he is. I joked that he's the German Curie, but he's better. <laughs> to retire swallowing plastic pieces. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> I, I'm glad that Innes put that up. It's good. Uh, Nobody's gonna get it right. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna see whatever the guesses were and sabotage our scores. So <laughs> there's no risk. That's why you, oh, you we're getting too to close D. to podium. We can't do that. You just got to DM uh, one of us with your guess. You know what? Probably if, if, if the first three guesses are first, second, and third, and we achieve it, I'll I'll put thirty-seven in my mouth anyway. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so working with um, with Lim was fantastic. Um, he is a extremely knowledgeable, but also at the same time extremely personable individual. Um, he definitely knows his forty k, but he also knows how to handle situations with players. Um, working alongside him was wonderful because it meant that anytime something would come up, I could easily bang heads with him to figure out if we were on the right track when it came to a rules interaction. Uh, and we definitely corrected each other a couple times throughout the weekend, um, which, you know, refreshing to be wrong sometimes. Um, and then the other one, the other two that we, I worked with on a regular basis, one was a fellow named Chris, who is from the Midwest, I believe, Iowa. Um, and he is actually going to be plug right now for x and one he is going to be the guest on x and one because he does his own little bit of content creation uh that focuses around running lists that you enjoy um the models and not necessarily the running lists that will win you events but how to get the most out of most juice out of those lists uh he was a wonderful individual um didn't have a lot of 40k judging experience but had a lot of like event running experience and player interaction experience um the biggest thing that I learned from him um, was just how important having that personable relationship with the players at the table was that the players like knew and respected you and knew you were just there to help them out um, because I saw so many situations where he would ride up to the, he would walk up to the table and things would immediately just calm down because Chris was there nice. and that was lovely um, and then Doug Doug was a saint the entire weekend because he was the one that was mainly running the singles um, whenever we could spare resources, we would help him out as well. Um, but he helped so many uh, players because one of the things that we have noticed or that I've noticed um, mainly from looking at lists more than anything else is that US GW US opens tend to have a, a lot more first time players at the events. Um, the stats show this. Uh, and so I've noticed that he was very helpful in helping players move through things where they weren't entirely sure how the game was supposed to work, which, you know, sounds odd at the end of an edition, but some people just haven't gotten out to play in the last little while. Uh, and so, you know, kudos to them for coming out to their first event. Um, yeah, the the four of us, we definitely bought it a lot over that weekend. But um, the biggest thing that I came to realize was just how valuable having other people um, to lean on in an event is. Because uh, I've only had one other event where I've had that capacity, and that was the All This Dust event where Nick and I were tag teaming the event. Um, so as I get more involved in running larger events and helping out with larger events, that's something that I'm coming to appreciate more and more because most of the events that I've been running or judging, I've been running solo. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just not a pleasant experience when you need someone to, you know, 
collaborate with or back you up on. Yes, that's how that works. Definitely. We're going to rapid fire these last five questions. I feel like we've gone a little long. Uh, How do you feel about many armies having multiple ways of accessing advance and charge and or fallback and charge and shoot? Uh, I think having access in general is fine. I need to see what the access for the like armies that are actually meant to be fast, like the elves, is. Um, because if they're like none is disgustingly insulting, and it's one of the things that has me the most upset about the army. Yeah, that is like real stupid. Like they're supposed to be like the super quick predator, and they're just not. Um, that shit sucks. So. How do you like Shalaxi, Anthony? Amazing. Wonderful. Nearly auto-include points depending asterisk, but like the only source of, like one of the only sources of really high strength um, that like consistently gets to do its thing. Um, She's great. Nick asks, is the monolith getting fly in the edition where fly gets turbo nerfed the ultimate monkey paw curl? It is massively funny. It is real money. Move fly, can't get over a ruin. Can't even get over ruins. No, it's like congratulations, you have moved nowhere. Can't get Um, over ruins. Get over itself. Get over itself, Necrons. (laughs) How do you feel about the three demon primarchs? Mankingham, Magnus, Angron, Mortarian. I don't know if Magnus is better than Angron. Dude, dude, drawing a shoe at a wall, like at a space marine is better than angron at least you fucking connect sometimes fair enough Um, the like yeah definitely that order though mortarian is the worst model i think we've seen previewed points depending sure maybe is really bad yeah maybe he's 300 points and you'll love him i I don't even think you'd take him then you'd have to be like 100 fucking 80 or some stupid (laughs) shit um god that guy jeremy jeremy for you john wants to know when you guys are getting your first game of 10th uh, John, um, TBD, because I am still recovering, but the plan is for me to practically live at the Dragon um, the weekend of release, just playing games and either doing demos with the with the box or just, you know, futzing around with, one of, with a couple of my armies. So if you want to get a game in that weekend, hit me up. And then the last question is going to be from Press, which is which Primark has the dreamiest eyes? Fulgrim? Probably Fulgrim. Fulgrim or Sanguinius? Or it's Sanguinius. actually Sanguinius. It's actually Sanguinius. Actually, no. You know what? Pre-fall Fulgrim. <laughs> I mean, you, I, I mean, it's, if anything, it's crazier post-fall, right? You look and you just like under the effects of ecstasy the second you look at him because he's the Slanesh demon. You, you get into a drug dream state, sure. Yeah. yeah. Just, like yeah, Reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm not going to go back through any further through all this nonsense. Uh, <laughs> it does. It God does. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> Just keep it moving. Close all right. Um, that's home. it. We're done. Let's stop. Uh, it is. Thanks for home. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us this this episode for number 48, the Stunger Tactics Coaching Academy. We really appreciate everybody being here. Please do remember to check out our YouTube at youtube.com slash c or Patreon at patreon.com slash And remember to get in the comments to talk about how many points you think a D-Cannon is. Fuck you, Death Guard. Have a great weekend, everybody. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.